On this episode, we discuss the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's a me movie. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalin. That's right. No, what a wow. rev up on my own name. I just couldn't wait to tell you, but I had to wait because I needed to get up to speed. And now that I'm up to speed, let's speed on over to the next speedy part of this speed <laughs> podcast. Dan, we're talking about speed today, right? Uh, no, mm-hmm. we're not. Elliot, oh. we don't have time for all this rev up talk. I have something important to tell people right okay. at the top of the show. Oh, wonderful. And- and that is a reminder. We announced it uh, last episode, but you know what? Some of you, for some reason, don't listen to the minis. We can work on that. We can talk about it. But anyway, what we got to remind you of is we're doing a whole slate of streaming shows. We're kind of calling it Flop TV, uh, at least for now. <laughs> but they'll probably stick because we're lazy. And uh, there's a whole, <laughs> there's a theme of these streaming shows. It's Flophouse All-Stars, some of the most referenced or requested or movies that loom large in Flophouse lore are going to be on this. And and what is this? It's a whole season of slightly shorter uh, live streams. You know, it's not one of our big full live streams where we, you know, do like – each do three presentations like on a live show. We're going to tighten a full, it up. Not a full three-hour flop house of poppin, hell's a poppin <laughs> uh, uh, bonanza, but in fact, a regular monthly live television show version of the yeah. flop house, right? Yeah, we're going to try and keep it to about an hour. Uh, and we're going to do uh, six of these things um, over six months. It'll be the first Saturday of every month, except for in September, uh, because of Labor Day and also just to be confusing to you guys. But mostly at the first Saturday of the month, um, we're going to be doing these uh, live shows. The slate is as a Beastmaster 2 through the Portal of Time. Classic. We got Cool World. Yes. Uh, in, in October, there's a double feature, Hot Dog the Movie, Hamburger the Motion Picture. Delicious. <laughs> Uh, over the top, ballistic X versus Sever and Nuki. That's going to be running oh, through uh, oh, August through God January. <laughs> We're going to be doing these. Why are and, we watching um, Nuki? Oh, <laughs> and and for each of those, it's going to be fun. It's one a month, except for that double feature. Don't. It's not like that was the first episode that Dan just talked about. Dan, yeah. is there a way that someone could say get a season pass? To this whole slate of shows, yeah, we're you know this is this is an experiment. We're gonna we're gonna see what happens. You can get a uh, a, sh- a ticket for an individual show for seven bucks. In case you're only interested in Cool World, in case and nothing like else. Mm-hmm. you got to hear our take on Cool World, <laughs> but hate our take on Beastmaster Two. <laughs> seven bucks buys you that Cool World. Too many ferrets. You've been uh, mm-hmm. wanting, but if you want to watch the whole season of shows, if you think that uh, you want to see them all. Uh, that's a $35 price tag, and that's like getting one show for free. Mm-hmm. So um, That show? Nuki. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I've— Maybe we don't advertise <laughs> that as a bonus. <laughs> I've uh, run through this uh, pretty fast, or as fast as I could. Not that fast, but— uh, uh, Yeah, it's not like you micro-machined it, Dan. Come yeah, on. Yeah, no— We'll fix it in post. I'm just saying, if you're if you're curious about more information, you can go uh, to either theflophouse.simpletix.com 
or tinyurl.com slash flophouselive, whichever one is easier for you to remember. <laughs> read them both. Read them both again. Read them both yeah, again. Yeah, the flophouse.simpletix.com or tinyurl.com slash flophouselive. You can check out uh, more information, maybe get a clearer summary because it's not just me rambling, and uh, maybe buy a ticket or a season pass. But uh, anyway, that's enough promotion right up at the top. Yeah, what, what do we do on this podcast this is a, other than promote other products? <laughs> Related, <laughs> I mean, if ever, but if ever slightly there, different. If ever, if ever there was a time to do promotional stuff up top, it's when we're doing the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is essentially a movie advertisement for a video game. But Dan, yeah, what else do we do on this movie, on this uh, podcast? I was going to say, on this movie, this is not a movie. This is a podcast. You're listening to it in your ears. Yeah. It's not a movie you in your mind. Not, that was, that's a book on tape. If you're not seeing any pictures in front of you, don't worry. That is not either a malfunction of the podcast or of your eyes. This is a podcast, not a movie. Anyway. Yes. Um, it's also not Moving Pictures, the Rush album. I'm sorry <laughs> if that's what you thought you were listening to right now. Mm -hmm. um, or don't do Dire Straits also. Anyway. Uh, let's, oh, maybe uh, is it a Dire Straits album, not a Rush album? I don't know. Hey. Nope, this it's roll, a Rush album. I don't know what you're talking Bones about, Dan. is a Rush album. Cast. Let's stop talking about Dad Rock and start talking about what we do on this podcast, which is we watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. A movie that is either uh, a commercial flop, which was this was not. This no, is this possibly, was a huge hit. Like, this has got to be in the top five moneymakers of things that we've covered. Or uh, like, yeah, it it's got to be. Yeah, it made $1.3 billion. Or it grossed yeah. $1.3 billion. Mm, yeah. It's the or, third high, her third highest grossing animated film of all time after Frozen 2 and the Lion King mm, remake. So just nothing but top quality shit oh God. on the top of the highest grossing animated yeah. films of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Take that on the top fucking of the Miyazaki. <laughs> you just spear it away up your ass. I guess, I guess you should have taken Nausicaa and and then redone it in CGI that looked a little real. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, number four, Frozen. I, get, I think that's the first time on the list of highest grossing animated films before you get a quality film. Is that number yeah. four, Frozen? Then, of course, it's Incredibles 2. So what are you going to do about that? But, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Incredibles I, 2, it's just, it's no Incredibles. Number six, it's of course. It's no Incredibles. I, uh, but then, Dan, I, your favorite is I at like number six. Frozen. Minions at number six. Okay. <laughs> Um, and anyway. guy, wait, guess which Toy Story movie is the top highest grossing Toy Story movie of all time? Uh, ooh, I'm going to guess Lightyear it's 4 because it's the worst one. <laughs> You're right, Toy Story 4. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so I huge got... hit. The Super Mario Brothers movie, huge yes. hit. They, yes. And this is, this is a movie, it is, I'm not going to do the summary today, but I will say my, my mission statement in talking about it today is to treat it as a movie that is both somehow incredibly generic as seen by the title, which is not even Super Mario Brothers the movie, but the Super Mario Brothers movie, like a product you would get mm -hmm. on the shelf somewhere when you don't want to pay for the name brand, a Super Mario Brothers movie. But also, this movie, it feels like if you did a sketch on a 90s sketch comedy show where they were making a Super Mario Brothers movie and they showed the trailer of it, maybe an early 2000s sketch comedy show, it would be this movie, how it's like, Luigi, someday we'll be two plumbers. Then people take us seriously. Whoa, we're in the mushroom world. To get help, we'll have to go to the Donkey Kong country. Like everything that happens in this movie feels like a parody of a Super Mario Elliot, Brothers movie. Elliot already just did the fucking summary. That we would. can wrap it up here. Guys. <laughs> Somebody start like... playing the playing the podcast faster. So it yeah, wraps can, up. yeah, yeah. Because the, <laughs> the time difference... counter's running down. The difference is if it was a sketch, there would be jokes in it. <laughs> oh! By and large. 
Dan, uh, don't you remember? Can- <laughs> did you forget the joke of how Super Mario hates eating mushrooms, but he has to eat mushrooms? Uh, mm-hmm. so that was a that was a joke and not sort of. Well, it's a piece of character business. <laughs> yeah, like a, an ironic commentary on the thing we all knew walking into the theater, I guess. Uh, yeah. But, but Stuart, anyway. Stuart, it's your turn. You're going to be a Stuart Mario brother today, uh, or a what? stupor. A fi- I've been a, knighted. A stupor a, Mario brother. <laughs> a super Stewio brother. Uh, I think Elliot's was closest, okay. but I like Dan's better. <laughs> I was trying to compliment you with. Yeah, it. I'm a super Stewio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And here's Stuigi. my brother Stewio. You're either Stewiegi or you're Wa Stewiegi. Which one would you prefer to be? Was Luigi. So one of the interesting <laughs> hey, <sexier>. things, <laughs> right before we get into the summary, I want to point out the fact that uh, the the two characters are Mario and Luigi. Mm. For the vast majority of the movie, Mario, voiced by Chris Pratt, doing a perfect, pitch perfect Italian now, accent. Now let's oh, talk yeah. about this. Because like, there was a lot of outcry. And to be frank, what? Because <laughs> Mario, I mean, like, if you're looking for Italian American representation, like Mario is like a is like the most comical. Well, it's like, not like the I don't silly. think the original voice that all the the, the Nintendo fans were mad was not going to be in the movie. He's I don't think he's Italian either. The guy who goes, "It's a me, Mario." Yeah, so. I mean, this is a weird. Uh, I don't know. This is <laughs> a weird bit of outrage. I don't think this is the the same as not getting. I don't know, like of Scarlett Johansson playing an Asian character or, or whatnot. You I know, think the, the issue the issue I think is partly more that just Chris Pratt is just such. A go-to guy, and then the character becomes a Chris Pratt character, where he's kind of like a, a loser doof, you know. I feel I like they should have gone with noted Italian American actor James Caan to do the voice. <laughs> I mean, James Caan, I think, had died by, by the time the movie was in production. I definitely get the Chris Pratt. Also, not over- Italian. What? <laughs> but he's I hate in the to, Godfather. I hate to break it to you. He is in, he is in the Godfather, but he's also not Italian. Yeah. I get the Chris Pratt overload, but I have to say, I, I will say this. Dan, did it, you get the new Chris Pratt overload album? It, <laughs> it bangs. Oh, man, it's, it's crazy. Nothing but bangers. <laughs> I I understand there's overload. I understand that people are suspicious about, like, uh, his personal views mm-hmm. whatnot. Uh, Go on. I will say that— Also, how do you get so buff so fast? Chris Pratt, however, Trump. is— when you're doing celebrity casting for an animated movie, I would say he is a pretty good voice actor in the way that some other people in this movie, I'm like, like Anya Taylor-Joy, I think is a great actor in live action things. I think as a voice actor, there's very little that is being added. Whereas I think Chris Pratt, you know, through this Lego movie, like he's pretty good at doing this kind of thing. That's that's I will I will damn him with that big phrase. So mm. what is I was originally so, talking so, about. So the twenty first century. So Dan said it first. Chris Pratt, the twenty first century Mel Blank. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would yeah, yeah. rather they Motormouth Pratt over a here. bunch of voice actors <laughs> like they used to yeah. before Shrek happened. But yes, because <laughs> it's not. Anyway. I don't think anyone How is going more? to the movie being like, I can't. Well, I can't wait to see Seth Rogen and Keegan Michael Key play and Anya Taylor Joy plays this. That these parts. That being said. Jack Black as Bowser is such He's an incredible good. home yeah. run. It's great. And it's such, yeah, a, it's such a fantastic choice. So, Yeah, that's a thumbs up. I mainly just wanted to point out that Mario and Luigi, most of the movie, Mario refers to his brother Luigi as just Lou, and I found it very <laughs> distracting. <laughs> his name's yeah. Luigi. I mean, I feel like just for branding purposes, you should, well, doesn't matter. I'm yeah. sorry, Stuart. Yeah. I didn't realize you were literally sort of in the, in the middle of that thought. It's no, interesting. I'm 
It, the interrupted has become the interrupter. Interesting. No, I'm, it I'm, seems Dan has learned well. It is you interesting. Have, you have sucked that I well. I apologized the, afterwards. No, that, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm disappointed in you, in Dan. As your inter, as your Sith Lord interrupter master, I give you a B minus. I, I would have been okay. higher, well, but you, you you apologized afterwards. Never do so. There's okay. something very sassy about a B minus too. <laughs> that's just the greatest. I'll Sith take it home. You. I'll take it home to the folks. So uh, yeah, the movie opens up, we see a, a, a frozen wasteland, a frozen plain, far off in the distance, an icy palace and kingdom. Suddenly, lava begins to rain down, and we see Bowser, uh, that's the... W- we see a floating volcano island spitting out. Uh, Did you guys get the new floating of- volcano island album? <laughs> bangers, it's nothing but pretty bangers. Pretty good. I think uh- you're be you're churching up too much. <laughs> wow, wow. So uh, lava rains down. Uh, swarms of Koopas, which are like turtle men, mm-hmm. come uh, flying out or jumping out or doing all kinds of shit. Guys, I have a question for you. Uh, maybe, or should I wait till we actually see Bowser? Because it's a Bowser morphology question. Yeah, we can talk about it. I don't care. Okay, so Bowser, he's enormous. He's got spikes on his shell. He has yeah. this long yeah. tail. Every yeah. other Koopa is a little turtle who's kind of nerdy. Like, it's not particularly impressive or scary. Yeah. What's, what's, what, WTD, what's the deal? Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I mean yeah. that's why he's they, lord of them. Are they the same <laughs> species? Are they different species? They all seem to be males. What's going on? What what's the What is the natural history of these creatures? Do they evolve separately or the same? Like, are they the same creature is what I'm asking. There used to be, I don't know, there's like named Koopas, right? Like Iggy and some other well, shit. Well, some, some of those oh, are Bowser's okay, kids. Some of those in the video game are Bowser's kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Makes sense. Does Dry Bones guy. count as a name or is that just Dry a, Bones isn't a name. No, that's no. A, that's a, uh, like a species. Right? <laughs> okay. It's either a species or a rank. It's possible that you can become a Dry Bones. I mean, you see sure. Dry Bones It's like the movie. difference between a necromancer and a lich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like yeah, yeah. a Koopa paratroopa is, is now is that, is that a species or is that a rank in no, that's the a rank. military? <laughs> that's a rank. And I think it's interesting, Stuart, you, you mentioned the difference between a, a necromancer and a lich. Uh, of course, the difference is that a necromancer uh, is just has gains the powers, and a licked was recently the head of CNN, but <laughs> failed to stay for very long. <laughs> his his, his wow. dark powers did not last for a very long time. Just think, everyone, that like all of evolution, everything had to line up just right for that joke to make sense at that mm-hmm. particular moment. That's the beauty of humor, Dan. That's the beauty of word humor is that it shouldn't yep. work, but it does. There's so uh-huh. many words in this gorgeous world that God gave us that sound like other words. Thank you for creating the English language in its perfect form, God, and then gifting us with the Constitution, a perfect yep. divine document that can never uh-huh. be changed, even though yeah. it's says in it how to change it. I feel like I only changed <laughs> over the last. Yeah, like we haven't seen each other in a while. Uh, oh well, that's peak so, behind the cur- curtain. So we've, peak, uh, peak behind the curtain. We record these episodes less frequently than we used to. Dan and I were both in the UK, and I guess Dan didn't ingest as many British tabloids as I did. So now I'm all about conservative politics and topless women. That's all I care about. All uh-huh. I need to know about. That's my media. Yep. I think they removed the topless women. From I was wait, only reading back issues from the newspapers. I went well, Dan. I went to okay. the library and I was reading <laughs> yeah. back issues. Yeah, I went to the archives <laughs> for Thanks. the news, of course. He reads, yeah, yeah. It's just he reads sad the newspapers for the, the articles. <laughs> just sad to see the uh, the woke mind virus uh, traveling to other countries, right, Dan? You're complaining about that. <laughs> no, again, uh, stop trying to paint okay. me. As some- Speaking of which, guys, so- have, you, have you heard the new woke mind virus album? <laughs> oh, Nothing God. but oh, bangers. It's All bangers. crazy. It's so Very good. jagged logo on the. 
that cover. (laughs) Um, So the, yeah, so we're getting this like, you know, like militant fantasy army music. A army of little penguin guys come marching out of the ice fortress. We have ranked up armies about to fight each other. King Koopa comes out, Bowser himself, as we mentioned, voiced by Jack Black, who really, you know, he puts... He puts his whole ass in this movie. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. Now, now is it, it – whenever I – so King Koopa, I'm glad you said that because I grew up knowing him as King Koopa. But whenever I call him that, my, my kids are like, what? Who were you talking about? You mean yeah. Bowser? Yeah. What the fuck <laughs> are you talking about, Dad? Like, yeah. what is this shit, King Koopa? Like, yeah. did you have a stroke? His name uh-huh. is Bowser. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, uh, uh, like Bowser from Sean yeah. and they're like, you get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand what that is, Dad. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't really either, necessarily. Are you still having a stroke, <laughs> Dad? A retro yeah. nostalgia group from before I was born, so they're double retro now? <laughs> I like that this was framed as if this is a constant source <laughs> I mean, of the, tension between you and I mean, the King Koopa Bowser thing is kind of, but yeah. Oh, he's saying So King there's Koopa. a second but it's where like, we it's think almost the— like this, huh? this is, that's, Actually, that's, yep. we, I joked earlier that I've become a conservative. I have. Okay. I still love liberal things, and I want everyone to live the way that they feel like is the best uh, way yeah. for them to live. But uh, Maybe the, uh, not and, socially, but the, we'll get well, into that. Other. <laughs> uh, hold on. But to ha- they, I should think everyone should have the dignity of being a human being equal in all ways. Now, uh, despite their different ways of living. But it, the way when I say King Koopa and they say Bowser, it is like I'm using a slur that was okay when I was a kid, but is now no longer okay. They just, yeah. they are like, what do you say? <laughs> like, call him Bowser. Call him by his name, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you feel. And you, you look to help from your wife and she is, I don't know, playing uh, solitaire or something, yeah. reading a book, doing something much more Daniel's valid than talking worried. about Super Mario Bros. characters. Yeah. She's worried she's, she's going to get canceled. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She doesn't want to get involved. We should yeah. mention, it, we will say it is a, it is a rule that she is re- continually reinforcing at the table that there can be no, be no video game talk at the table because <laughs> my kids, oh, wow. they barely play video games, but they sure love talking about them. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, my friend's kid uh, saw somebody play uh, Undertale once and then became obsessed with the character from it who looks like a little skeleton wearing a hoodie. Okay. Uh, Sans. And uh, that became his whole identity for a while. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> That's exactly what I would have done if I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See somebody play a video game once, and that's my whole deal. So, okay. <laughs> so, so this army of, army of penguins marches out. It looks like we're going to have a real battle on our hands. Turns out the penguins just throw snowballs ineffectually. Yeah. And then Bowser roasts the whole castle with his fire breath. Like, he doesn't yeah. need an army. He like He's like full-on Godzilla. It's bonkers. If you saw the trailer, you saw this whole scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, in the ruins of the castle— Way too undercuts too, Dan. Well, uh, I'm it's okay. Just, I mean, well, I or help the audience. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah if you want true. a visual, if if I didn't paint a word picture for you, you <laughs> I can love just the watch idea. the trailer. Stuart, Stuart is describing everything in detail, and Dan's like, "Let me help you out here." If you saw the trailer, you've seen it. And the <laughs> audience is like, "Oh, right." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, "Why don't you just go watch the movie?" <laughs> and then you'll know what we're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, the movie. <laughs> um, then we can just skip to final judgment. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, in the ruins of the ice palace, Bowser finds a glowing uh, question mark block that he hits and out of that pops a floating star that's a superstar that's supposed to give him invincible like powers and it's yeah, the, yeah. it's a it's a copy of the of the bootlegged because it's not officially available dvd superstar the carrie carpenter story yeah yeah todd so, haynes a, a barbie doll uh, experimental film yeah 
Okay, so smash cut. We are in <laughs> Brooklyn, New York, and I'm like finally back home. I get to see all the sights. Pizza back home, places. you've been you've been away. You've been. I assume you saw this in Brooklyn. So it's like you were away for a couple minutes in the fantasy world. Now you're back yes. in Brooklyn. Now okay. I'm back. I'm grounded again. So we grounded. I'm, I can't leave my room. I'm, I'm sorry. Busted. So sorry. Your parents grounded you. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. I deserved it. So <laughs> we uh, we see the uh, the Mario. We get a little commercial. For the Mario Super Mario Brothers plumbing service, uh, it's a little bit retro. It's a little bit goofy intentionally. You know, I mean, get the I'm parents a, laughing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I'm a I'm a real sucker for intentionally bad commercials. So this part I was okay because I like mm-hmm. I, I it's not it's yeah. been done before, but I'll watch an intentionally bad public access commercial any day of the week. So yeah, so we're introduced to the Mario Brothers, Mario and Luigi, who are both plumbers. They who used to work for a Kind of a jerk plumber named Spike, but they have recently gone off on their own. Played by Sebastian Maniscalco for people who- Whoa, uh, I have stories about the, that guy. The star <laughs> of the upcoming movie, the, the Sebastian Maniscalco, Robert De Niro movie. I don't remember the name of it. It's not like, upcoming, it's already out. Oh, what, and then, what is by it? The time, then by the time this episode comes out, it'll be passed. There's, yeah, there, like, I don't, that, I don't fucking know. I don't give a shit about Sebastian Maniscalco. I feel like <laughs> there's <laughs> never, yeah, fuck you. How dare you? There, there is no, there's no better sign of how outside of the real comedy world I am, even as a comedy yeah. professional, than that he has a movie coming out, and that movie, The Machine, is uh, came out or is coming out, and I'm like, I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with. Either of these guys. This is what real Americans love to laugh at, Elliot. Yeah, they like to laugh at a super skinny Christian Bale. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, that's, oh, I forgot. So is that the machine? I didn't realize that. No, no, that's the machinist. So, yeah. So we're Wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, you want to talk about Spike playing sorry, Sebastian Maniscalco? So here's the thing. I want to read a description of them. I want to know that in the movie Spinning Gold, a film from 2003, 23. I'm uh-huh. not sure whether it came out yet or not. Uh, okay. But apparently Sebastian Man- Maniscalco is playing Giorgio Moroder in this Whoa. Film. Really? Man, that guy's all over yeah. the place. Um, so, uh, and we, so what, like, you Luigi's think, scared you, of everything. Mario yeah. is kind of an eternal fuck up that will never get his life right. But very optimistic. But they, he's very optimistic. You know, classic hero's journey shit. You know he's going to save the day. Did you guys think it was necessary to have a mean plumber who can articulate you guys will never make it as plumbers or i mean it's cuz it seems entirely unnecessary like i don't know why or, we need to set them up that way or the <laughs> the the family you know the dad seems you know disappointed in them and telling them they will never make their dream of plumbers and look mm-hmm. uh, it is it, weird to see odd. two grown men with fucking full-ass mustaches have to be, like, treated like children. <laughs> yeah, and also well, also the fact that uh, being a professional plumber is not that outrageous a dream. The idea, it's no, not like, yes. It's not it's like they're attainable. trying to start a rock band or anything like that. It's not like they're trying to be famous painters, you know? This is something that millions of people do as a job every day. You know? I mean, provided that you can handle your budget and that you are able to charge appropriately and that you don't overextend yourself as a contractor, I think you can make a pretty easy, not necessarily not easy, easy, but you can make a work. living. Yeah. A very stable I mean, living. That's a, a good quality a good, middle class job. It's a job. good job. It's, it's a job yeah, that I regularly am like, I should, every time at the bar, I'm like, I should just go to fucking plumbing school. Or <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would certainly help you at the bar too. You can just use yeah, that Yeah, I've knowledge. learned so much plumbing shit since I've started. <laughs> since now, how I've many times the bar. do you accident- What have you learned? 
Yeah. Wait, what? So give us a plumb. Yeah, good. Challenge thing. him, Dan. Challenge him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, give me a give me a math. Make him back it up with facts. Yeah. Give me a plumbing fact. Yeah. Yeah. You, can't just, uh, you can't just uh, make a claim like you've learned so much shit about plumbing and not actually tell us one thing. I mean, <laughs> how many Pinocchios are you willing to risk at this moment? Are you going to retract it? Uh, well, I've 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 at least learned within my plumbing setup. Where uh, where air gaps need to be made, how to deal with clogs along the way, mm-hmm. what's the best way to deal with a clog, how you shouldn't always just be using Drano and shit. I mean, it sounds like away. It, it sounds like you're ready to take it on yourself to save the borough of Brooklyn from a flooding sewage pipe. If only that were to falling, happen. <laughs> falling into an adventure in a fantasy oh, kingdom. Yeah, like a segue. So the Mario Brothers get a call. They have to platform their way through the city of Brooklyn uh, before coming to a luxury high rise where they try and take on their first job. The problem is Luigi makes enemies with the dog. So uh, <laughs> after quickly fixing the sink, the uh, dog attacks them, causing a series of uh, overflowing drains and destroys I, the bathroom. I, and they almost kill the dog in the process. I didn't yes. laugh that much at dog any of this fall, at the falls time. Out the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I did chuckle remembering... <laughs> How disappointed the dog was in Luigi when Luigi stepped on its bone. I want to on its on its like a bone tree. Yeah, not I wanna, its not its erect penis. Step back for just a second because <laughs> I think this, we'd all be gotta, mad at Luigi if he did that to us. Unless that's what yeah, we're into. That's true. If that's you want thing. Luigi to step on your bone, more power to you. As you know? long as it's as long as he's wearing like red bottoms or something, I'm into it. Yeah, <laughs> is Luigi wearing stilettos. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, going back a little bit <laughs> was was this when No Sleep Till Brooklyn played? Because I just want to probably call out. Yeah, probably. That there were some of the most irritating. Like needle drop. Yeah, oh so, my god! So here's, so here's the story I heard about that. What I heard, and I'm not sure if it's true, was that this movie had a wait, full wait, wait. Let me and you heard that they were like, you know, jazz this movie up playing popular songs <laughs> over the movie, and they're like, can we do that? Well, what I heard was that they had an original score, and that rel- at the relatively last minute, some executive said, pull it out, just put some pop songs in, and that's why the pop songs they use are so tired, on-the-nose, overused songs. Mm-hmm. And, and Danny I saw Elfman's this- like, fuck you. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll just reuse yeah, this Trent, for another movie. Trent Reznor's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. They, <laughs> was, they were fi- They were collaborating on this one for the first time. It was the two of them and John Williams and what would, was going uh, to be his final score. Yeah, Mr. Reznor, they just, <laughs> children found your score sort of off-putting and frightening. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Inchnails, they, uh, they, they, they found it too scary. Okay, well, then bring Danny and Elfman I. in here and then they go forward. Danny Elfman, they found your score too scary. Oh, okay, well, Bring whoever does the music for Mario Bava's movies in. Let's have him try the Super Mario Brothers have movie. Have Goblin yeah. come and <laughs> lay down a track. So, oh, and that's man, why they play No Sleep Till Brooklyn, which also was the worst needle drop in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 by far. Ooh, uh, yep. they, they Later on, for some reason, when they get to the Donkey Kong Country, they're playing Take On Me by Aha, yeah. right? Uh-huh. I mean, Instead that- of fucking Tarzan Boy, get the fuck yeah, out of it, here. Yeah, and it's only, I think, because... Donkey Kong wears like a skinny tie, and all the donkey, all the gorillas are wearing like blazers and skinny ties. That's the, the and but and there's when a when yeah. when Mario's going through an obstacle course, they're playing "I Need a Hero," which is hilarious because it's I a gotta, sex song. <laughs> I gotta say, if you're gonna be doing this shit, these needle drops, you gotta throw in "Fucking Jump" by Van Halen. Not only is it thematically appropriate, but David Lee Roth basically dresses like fucking Mario. <laughs> 
Uh, and, he wears and I, overalls and silly hats. That's his thing. And just like Mario, he has a severe cocaine problem. <laughs> I think, and also, Jump is not a song I feel like I've heard in a movie recently. I feel like, it, yeah. you know, whereas, whereas I, sorry, I said I need a hero. It's holding out for a hero. Whereas almost all of these, it's, it, I mean, it really does feel like they just went to a disc that was labeled, now that's what I call movie needle drop music and, <laughs> and just tossed it in. But so they do No Sleep Till Brooklyn because there's no other songs about Brooklyn. Sorry, everybody. There's no, there's no other Brooklyn songs. That's the only okay, one available. So they get fired from their job. They have to go to their family. And, and let me, uh, wait, let me say this about being fired from their <laughs> job. Okay, go on. It is entirely that family's fault for not keeping their dog away from the service uh-huh. workers that they brought in to take care of their utilities. That is entirely their fault. I oh, weird. Are you saying that like rich people treat the people who work for them poorly? That's <laughs> weird. This is like the first time that's ever happened. Except if that was the point of the scene, I would be like, all right, you, you got them, Super Mario Brothers movie. But it's supposed to be like, Mario and Luigi always <laughs> fucking up because when they went to fix a drain, a dog attacked them. Oh boy, they couldn't deal with that. It's it, I felt yeah. it was unfair. Yeah. Unfair. Uh, at the risk of seeming the like I'm on the other side of this class divide, because like I, you know, I don't care about these made-up cartoon rich people. <laughs> but I was watching this uh, with dismay because like they're like the all of the the marble is cracking in the place. Yes, like well, they the do tiles. destroy the. Ent- I'm like, this is going to be such an expensive I mean, repair job. Mario yeah, it's Luigi, an expensive remodel. And I'll say do. this: Mario and Luigi do make it worse. They don't handle the situation well. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is a this movie. So this is one of the most by the numbers generic storytelling structure movies you can imagine. My kids loved it. As soon as this was over, they said, that's our favorite movie. And I, t- yeah, yeah, and yeah. I said to them, like, and, I said, wow. please. and I said to them, I've seen this movie. I've only seen it once, but I've seen this movie a million times at this point. So it's like the heroes have got to be kind of, nobody believes in them. They've down on their luck, but they have faith in themselves. Then a thing happens. We have to show that they know what they're doing, but they're somehow still incompetent. So they're not going to succeed. They need to be tested. And it feels they very- have to save a cat, or in this case, a dog. From or in this, case, from- <laughs> in this case, save a dog for sure. And it's, uh, and and the, uh, to be honest, and the, the, the customers that they're fixing, they're, they're people of color, right? So the mm-hmm. so it establishes the rule that uh, that uh, screenwriting guru Matt Bird pointed out on his website years ago that I never noticed where you to a show that a character is your hero you have them be friendly with a black person early on <laughs> during a movie and like both <laughs> Silence of the Lambs and Forty Year Old Virgin do the, do this right away <laughs> so it's a so we've they've they've been established one of by the many rules. similarities between those two <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they they're they're but it just feels like this movie is just hitting the it's hitting all the beats. Like yes. like they like you're hitting a block with your head so a coin comes out, but there's no originality to it to put it in French. Yeah. So uh we are introduced to Mario and Luigi's extended stereotypical Italian family, uh, where they are given a large Italian meal that does feature mushrooms, which Mario hates. Isn't that hilarious, mm-hmm. guys? You like that shit? Because you know he's it's, gonna have he's I gonna did be like scarfing it when mushrooms I saw it like in crazy. Popeye, <laughs> the Robert Altman <laughs> film. <laughs> So you said so. This is one of many ways that Super Mario Brothers rips off Robert Altman's work. There's a yeah. whole sequence later that is lifted directly from Three Women, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Really? You think you can get away with this? This is yeah. crazy." Yeah. The way yeah. they had all the voice actors in one room, sort of just improvising yeah. their lines, yeah. and they would have a uh, they would drift. And Mario gets gunned him. down in the snow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just just periodic uh, narration from a bird expert who's slowly turning into a bird throughout the movie. It, they're just they're ripping off. I, I, you remember when uh, OC showed up, and then later, of course, Stiggs. They're just ripping off uh, Robert Altman left and right. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. 
Um, okay, so uh, Mario <laughs> dejected uh, from uh, the ribbing he takes from his family and the forest mushroom meal he's supposed to eat uh, goes to <laughs> his bedroom to man. play. He can eat around the mushrooms. He goes to play video games in a bedroom that, again, does not look like a grown man's bedroom. He is a large child with a mustache, and his well, body's... Like, the way his body is designed kind of follows that logic. Is it possible that they are children with mustaches and not grown adults? I mean, everything— school. Signs point to yes. Yeah. (laughs) I want to stop for a second because we're about to go to the Mushroom Kingdom and say— uh-huh. Okay. That um, oh, uh, do I need to pack a bag? <laughs> <laughs> do yeah. I need Don't to exchange pack my mushrooms currents? though? Because they have yeah, a yeah. bunch of them there. You already. also you should have some kind of a guide to hold your phone because you're going to be tripping balls. You're, you're going to want to pack <laughs> your uh, frog suit, your okay. uh, tanuki yeah. suit. Your oh, uh, my tanuki suit's at the cleaners. Can I get one there, or is it going to be super expensive? Also, oh, should I, I change guess. dollars to mush bucks before I go? <laughs> I think they use should coins. I that I bucks. Oh, it's all coins. Oh, that's right. It's all coins. It's so cumbersome. Yeah. No. Carry I, coins everywhere. I'm just before we go over the rainbow to the fantasy world. Now I'm imagining world. <laughs> wait coming back from coming back from the mushroom kingdom through customs to here, and then being like, "Did you bring any flora or fauna in?" No, no, nothing like that. Well, let's just have the dog sniff it, and the dog sniffs it. Uh, open up your bag, sir. Is that a fireflower in your bag? Mm-hmm. Uh, is how did mm-hmm. that get in there? I I was gonna I, sh- I you know what if I'd known that in I was in there I was gonna report it. Uh, you know that's illegal to have. In this in this dimension, because it's a flower that gives you the ability to throw fireballs out of your hands, and I go, uh, but what about my Second Amendment rights? Because Dan, remember, I'm all into conservative stuff. Yep. Ever yeah, since yeah, I went yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. This is a callback. I get it. Anyway, it's consistent uh, with your character growth. Uh, <laughs> no, I just want to, I want to say before you know we we go to the the meat of this movie, which is the it's, stuff it's, that happens. But it's mushroom meat. It's fake meat mushroom, made out of mushrooms. Yes, yeah. It's a portobello mm-hmm. burger that you've ordered. Um, <laughs> I don't want to tip my hand too much. Like, while I found this film sort of uh, consistently inoffensive, except in one big way that that I will explain once we get to Final Judgments. The blackface uh, scene? No, I mean, it's more it's more conceptually <laughs> offensive to me just as oh, a piece oh, I see. of product. But, I um, see. you know, I, I, I will so tip the my scene, hand. So the that, scene where Mario does the Sammy Davis Jr. impression didn't bother you? <laughs> <laughs> no, he thought it... You know, it was a different time. <laughs> while there is nothing, while I did not like this movie that much overall, the parts I liked the most, honestly, was before they went to the Mushroom Kingdom. Because, mm-hmm. in part, I think that Mario and Luigi have a good rapport. There mm-hmm. is some small effort to to make you understand who they are to one another uh, in a way that, None of the like they don't even get that much of a character. <laughs> like the, like you're just expected to be like, oh, those are my friends Mario and Luigi. I know their deal. Like, but no one else in the movie has any real character or any explanation about like why they have a relationship to Mario or why Mario has a relationship to them or their attitudes, why they change to one another. Like it is like so. I mean, are you referring to almost the fact that Mario literally kind of stumbles onto Toad? In the forest, as soon as he gets yeah, the mushroom, and, and Toad is like, Toad. "I'm your best friend. I show you around, and I do everything with you." Yeah, yeah. Uh, for Maybe one. Toad's one of those people who like uh, he finds people in crisis and latches onto them and tries <laughs> and helps them through it because that's a way for Toad to avoid his own problems. Ooh, oh, yeah, interesting. Certainly in the spinoff, that's how it's I feel like be, you yeah. get a lot of that out of Keegan Michael Key's performance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you think he was was he pitched up or something like, uh, or do you think that was all Keegan Michael Key? Because yeah, was that a, was all in the all in the in the voice box. That was a pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good voice. Anyway, 
Elliot's Elliot's uh, Elliot's lost in the sauce right now. So we. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I I just didn't have anything to say about it. He's a, he's a very talented performer. I don't know. Uh, so we uh, Mario and Luigi find out that there is a massive plumbing leak in Brooklyn, and the city is about to I don't know sink. So they rush downtown. They pop open a manhole cover. They go down into the sewer system. They find an abandoned section now, of the sewer mu- system. This is a municipal plumbing problem. This is dealing with pipes that are so far beyond their scale and the scope <laughs> of what they're doing. The idea that they're going to go mm-hmm. and save the day and they don't tell anybody they're going to do it, that they're just going to mm-hmm. anonymously jump down a flooded sewer pipe and they're going to die, essentially. That's what like, makes that's, them a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. put that I mean, in the film but, flub section. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not, not an fr- accurate reflection of plumbing, <laughs> says not, Elliot I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a, It's a foolish thing to do, to just be like, uh, you know what? There's this huge problem. It's All of Brooklyn is flooding, something that they never explain, right? It's yeah. not related to the plot. It's just a thing no. that's no. happening. Uh-huh. And so they're like, you know who can I handle mean, it? I mean, what's happening you, is you and that- me. That Brooklyn is getting overdeveloped and the infrastructure isn't able mm-hmm. to support it. And so it's causing a lot of plumbing issues. I can tell from personal experience that this is Yeah, been you the learned case. a lot about plumbing. Uh, I learned as, a shitload about plumbing. Yeah. So uh, they find an unused, kind of uh, undisturbed section of uh, sewer dungeon. Mm. And they find a giant green pipe that sucks both of them into a magical fantasy world. This Unfortunately, raises so many questions <laughs> about how the New York sewer system, which according to this movie goes down for stories and stories beneath yeah. beneath New York. But also, so it's like, and, and and Mario goes, looks like no one has been around here for years, which it doesn't. It looks the same as all the, I, like, it does look the it same up. as, yeah. yeah. Now, they, didn't put, they didn't put like, like, uh, like dust or anything on it. But, all, but it, that, it just raises the question of, why is this pipe here? You know, not this that I need is, all the backstory, but. This is the first and in many ways like the least egregious example, but there are like so many of them in the movie that I I feel like we should get it over with now. Like Of pipes? The movie does not explain anything. And I don't want to go into like this Alita <laughs> we, Battle Angel idea where oh, like I'm I love backstory. Dan loves backstory. Like, backstory McCoy. It, in a certain way. Like I like this this confounded my brain this movie because like in a certain way I'm like I don't God knows I don't want explanations don't for care. everything. Yeah. But at the same time, this movie's steadfast refusal to give a reason for anything <laughs> other than like that's the way it was in the video game. Yeah. Becomes maddening over time. Like I have no idea how someone who has no who had no like connection to the games would take any of this. I'll tell you, you know? Dan, because I brought two of them to the see it. They loved it. They loved every aspect of it. They've never played it. Mario games before? They've, very basically. They played Mario Kart, but like I don't they don't know all the ins and outs of the of the mythology of the games or whatever. And well, they just not much. <laughs> no, that's true. But it's working on I think I you could say the movie is working on kind of like a children's magic level where yeah. I do admire the movie didn't come up with a lot of BS techno science garbage about oh or like fantasy backstory epic stuff but it does feel like the movie it, it feels less like the movie is making a deliberate choice to un, not be encumbered by that and more that it's just kind of lazy that it's just kind of like yeah it's, like, yeah, it's in the game you, you get pipes. the deal right like yeah <laughs> like this movie is the exact basic model of what you would expect from a supermarket like you did not buy any of the add-ons you're yeah. like i just want what was in the game man no deal <laughs> And my big objection to this film no is like, well, then I, why don't I just go play the fucking game where I get to control Mario? Why am I watching this thing that adds that is, nothing? And that is the that is the question: is 
at a certain point, it's like the movie. It's it's like sitting and watching your friends play a game. Yeah, like yeah. or like the first hour of play. any Hideo Kojima game, where you're like, <laughs> okay, I guess I got to learn all this shit. It's all demos finally and I get stuff. to play. Oh, another cutscene. Anyway, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> I'll stop torturing Stuart and shut up so we can continue. No, but I will that. say, but I think that's that's the thing that this movie is both its strength and its weakness. Its strength as a piece of merchandise is that yeah. it is such a replication of the general sense of playing the game, but without you having to do anything, and it adds nothing, and it doesn't mm-hmm. bother yeah. you with details. And that's also the flaw mm-hmm. as a story is that yeah. nothing mm-hmm. makes sense. There's no reason for anything. The characters are flat. There's it's not. It's not like well, they're fun. 3D. There's no point to it. They are, it's just, sorry, yeah, they're 3D rendered. I apologize. If they were flat, I feel like some people would have preferred it. Um, so yeah, they go down into the warrens of the sewer system. It looks like something you would find under a police station in Raccoon City. They find a green pipe that sucks them into a magical fantasy world. While they're flying through the air, they see all such sights and clouds and wonders before being separated. Unfortunately. Uh, Mario lands in a place called the Mushroom Kingdom, which is basically a fantasy land covered in giant mushrooms and populated by, I guess, <laughs> people that are mushrooms, which yes. is kind of yeah. wild. Not as cool as the cactus people in China Mieville's Boss Log trilogy, but that's something or else the to talk about entirely. the cactus people in Super Mario Brothers 3. That's true. I wonder if the cactus people in Super Mario Brothers 3 are similar to the cactus people in the Boss Log trilogy. You've got to assume so. This is another thing where I don't think it's ever explained why there's one human woman in the Mushroom Kingdom and everyone else is mushrooms. Is well, it? I mean, they kind the of actually talk about the mystery of it. Not. Like, she's, she's like she calls Mario a human, and then we don't know exactly where she came from. Although it is wild that, like, I don't know, it has this— so their anatomy is different enough that you're like, is that could they do is it? That, yeah, is that golden retriever <laughs> and that chihuahua? Are they the same animal? <laughs> <laughs> I do think that there's an unintended sort of like weird racial message to this movie where oh, of course it's very Mar- much so. like Mario shows up and immediately like Toad is like, you're my bet. Like he wants to serve him because like he like he's a human and also. Uh, Princess Peach, you know, when we hear about her later on, she's like, yeah, I came in from this other portal as a, as a baby and they raised me and eventually they made me their queen. And yeah, it's like, yeah, real I, fucking dangerous well, situation. That, that when she's, she's like, I have to go on this mission where Mario, you're another human. You'll come with me. Right? Like there is this, there is a, there is a, a horrible kind of like a, yeah, white, white savior of a of a foreign land kind of Tarzan <laughs> aspect to all this. Although it's mm-hmm. possible that she is not a human, but a mangaboo, the plant people <laughs> from the Oz books. It's so true. maybe she's maybe she's the missing but, link yeah, between mushroom and yeah, human. But mangaboo. Among the many things that are not <laughs> explained, like the way that everyone rallies around Mario as soon as he shows up and treats him like the, the best guy oh, in the world and like our savior. He has such is wild. he has such protagonist physics around him where the story yeah. warps itself around him and mm-hmm. the fact that Pinterest speech is like I have this desperate mission and Mario goes I'll prove I can go on it and then he runs through an obstacle course for like a day and a half and it's like at no point was Peach like, uh, maybe I could just go because Bowser's coming and he's destroying like, everything. Apparently, I'm really good at this. Yeah, they, <laughs> so I can yeah, do it on my own. They probably it edited out the sequence where Mario gets super upset. He throws his controller across the room. <laughs> no, it's yeah, and then his mom is like, Well, just stop playing. And he goes, No, I like it. She goes, Well, it doesn't seem you like you like it. You're just getting mad. Uh so the Yeah. The, it's, so this is not just the only movie where a 
there's a kind of incompetent guy who is instantly coded as the hero, even though he is a female sidekick who is more competent and better than him. It's Man, not Chris even the Pratt's only, in like a million movies like that. Say, it's not even the only animated version. It's not even the only animated version where Chris Pratt is that guy. So what yeah. it's- do you what, think that's what the here? Garfield movie is? Not going to be Garfield in the movie? Is he going to be Garfield? Garfield? I think he gets first crack at every animated Your birthday character. Twin? Yeah, Dan's yeah, birthday, birthday twin, twin Garfield. Yeah, we're recording this the day Absolutely after my birthday. Absolutely, uh, such Gemini Garfield. behavior coming off of Garfield. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris Pratt's going to—he gets first first crack. So he's going to be Garfield. He's going to be Papa Smurf. He's going to be all the Snorks. He's going to be uh, <laughs> Lion-O in the Thundercats movie. He's going to yeah. be uh, what? Are we, the already, we already talked about which Smurf we'd be if we were Smurfs, right? Uh, yeah, Vanity, the sexy one. Well, yeah. you'd be, We'd all be Vanity Smurf. Yeah, three brainy, Vanity Smurfs. Be vanity. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know. Is I there mean, a grumpy sh- one? Probably the grumpy one. I'm sure there's a grumpy one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sleepy? Is there a sleepy? <laughs> there is, yeah. <laughs> He's got a little nightcap already on his head. Um, okay, they so uh, Mario bumps into Toad. Toad's like, Toad's a little mushroom guy. He talks a lot, voiced by Keegan Michael Key, and he explains that Luigi is most likely in the Darklands and they need the princess to find him. Unfortunately, Toad is 100% correct. Uh, Luigi has landed in the Darklands, which is very spooky, filled with lava and twisted, broken trees. And dry bones. And a bunch of dry bones, which are like bone turtles. He runs away from them, uh, somehow manages to get over the uh, the river of lava into a haunted uh, mansion, just like the game of his just, namesake. And this and, was literally when my four-year-old turned to me and said, he's in Luigi's haunted mansion. So again, hitting exactly what a four-year-old wants out of this movie, which and is- did you give him a high five Easter or did you eggs. give him an eye roll? I gave him both at the same time. <laughs> um, and he thinks he's safe. Unfortunately, that haunted mansion is filled with shy guys, which are like little guys with masks on. His goose is cooked. Yep. They so, genuinely have a great design. Mario really like the shy and guy Toad. Design. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why this stuff has lasted as long as it has is because the designs. Well, that's like the yeah. movie. Let's let's the movie looks good. Although eh. that doesn't. I think it does. I think it does. Like I don't think it looks bad, but it does, it's not like it looks. Dan just it, said it looks better well, than Spider Verse. Let me let me get to where. Like, what? <laughs> Dan we said may, if only Spider Verse showed the the artistic ambition of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Hold on, we may be going the same place, Elliot. Like hell, it, I know we are both of us. Yeah, <laughs> it looks good in that like it's got like the cute Mario designs. It's 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 got bright colors. Like it's diverting to look at, but. Even that, like, I'm not impressed by because it is a CGI cartoon movie about cartoon computer video game characters. The the best you can say about it is that they do a really good job of extrapolating even more from the look of the game to what other things would look like if they were in that game. It feels very on model. And I mean, considering we did a whole live show, I hope our audience enjoyed it, about the old Super Mario Brothers movie, which is defiantly off model in every way from the characters. And I'm not saying they should go in that direction because that I think that's also... I I think for (laughs) a kid's movie about Mario Brothers, this is clearly the better way to go as shown by the fact that it made a billion dollars and the other one did not. But it's still a... As a a work of um, anything other than just IP... Management brand extension, brand yeah. extension. It's that there's nothing going on, you know. So maybe if maybe if there had been one full frontal scene of Mario <laughs> or Luigi, it would have challenged the viewer a little bit, you know. Be it, make oh, it the man. European version, uh, yeah. People Weirdly, lost their fucking minds if it was Luigi. <laughs> Mario's penis is long, but Luigi's is short, <laughs> short and fat. You got to shoehorn that thing in there. Um, 
So oh, symmetry. <laughs> uh, it's called so, it's what what what, uh, what classic art uh, historians would call contrapposto. <laughs> 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 oh man, Elliot's being so fusilly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mario and Toad arrive at the capital of the Mushroom Kingdom. They have to platform their way through town. Uh, say, and there's, you know, filled with little Easter egg jokes about old Nintendo garbage. Yeah. They, uh, they fly around on little, on blocks. They do all kinds of shit. They go through It's pipes. a very there's inefficient a way to get through town. Very yeah. inefficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the kind of uh, open it's, walking spaces that, uh, that American cities don't want. Well, it's like invest yeah. in a monorail. So, it's just, um, it's just, just better signage would help too. It's yeah. hard to know where they, pipes go. They get to the, the the they get to the castle. The palace guards don't want them to come in, so they have to get through uh, using a mixture of trickery and running. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Princess Peach. I did, li- I did like the moment where Toad takes out a knife and then just proceeds to cook them a meal to keep yeah. them busy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a distraction. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. Princess Peach is having some kind of a, like an audience with her various, uh, I guess, landholding nobles. <laughs> and uh, you can't. Yeah, they're the boyars of the they, of the Mushroom yeah. Kingdom. <laughs> they pull out. They have this like three D model table, like. It's kind of, I wasn't a fan of this part, but they have like a 3D model table that shows Bowser's progress now that he's defeated the ice people and how he's on his way and he's going to destroy the Mushroom Kingdom. It's bad news. So the Princess Peach decides, oh, I have to go to Donkey Kong country to go get these uh, these gorillas to join us. And they're like, I don't think that's going to work. She's like, I got to make it happen. So as she's leaving, she bumps into Mario and Mario's like, I'll help you. And she's like, fuck it, whatever. But you have to go through (laughs) this obstacle course first. And he's like, as long as you're a play holding out for a hero. What, am I going to bring a bunch of mushrooms with me? (laughs) Yeah. So go on. This this obstacle course thing is a part where – the the movie, which has already resembled the game, just like, becomes the totally game. Yeah. literalizes the game. Like she manifests some platformer platforms and mm-hmm. you know those spinning you know booby traps and whatnot. And a restart upon death mechanic. Yeah, yeah. and you're and- like, this is kind of a roguelike. <laughs> Does his progress get saved at all? I mean, if this <laughs> turned into an ex- Inception sort of thing, where like it was just like an infinite regress of like smaller and smaller. So uh, within the obstacle course, he then has to do a smaller obstacle, a smaller yeah, platform yeah. obstacle Maybe course. Maybe I would yeah. like that, mm-hmm. but otherwise this infuriated me because I'm mean, like, aside I guess from, we're giving up, movie. <laughs> yeah, he's just playing the game. I mean, aside from her saying the only way they could make it more is if she was like, first you'll have to play a mini game to to prove yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you know what? But it means we get holding out. For a hero, a song we that, holding out for a hero, which so if we implies first see, that implies that Peach is testing him to see if she if he will be as good a battle mate as he will be a bedmate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we uh, before yeah, before Mario goes through the obstacle course, we first see Peach do it, and of course she does it perfectly, no flaws, hundred percent. She's yeah. amazing. Ten even uh, from the Russian judge, and they're very and difficult. Graders, yeah, and yeah. it's one of those things where I'm like, I guess. I mean, were we supposed to assume she was going to do this? Is this like the granny in Space Jam 2 that suddenly beats everybody up? I don't know. Uh, But she's amazing at it. Mario, however, not so much. Even after he has to eat, she explains he has to eat these magic mushrooms, which he's like, I don't know if my tummy's (laughs) going to handle this. Now, what if, now, let me, let me, let's just think about this here. What if instead of them being regular Mario game mushrooms, they were magic mushrooms and Mario was just hallucinating his way through the the rest of the movie? (laughs) In order to make it to Bowser, we're going to have to pass through the doors of perception. 
Yeah. I defeated Bowser. Mario, you're, you're, you've been lying on the, on the yeah, ground. Yeah, you're rolling the around past. in this beanbag chair. Yeah, while, you're, you're, just, you're just covered in your own I vomit, play Mario. for four hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Mario eventually gets through this Mar- obstacle Mario's course. Just, they, Mario's just having the most intense ayahuasca experience, and he's going through all of his past regrets. His, his family are turning into obstacles for him to get through. Yeah, it could happen, sure. Well, oh, yeah, mushroom, Mario is afraid. The Mushroom Kingdom fell, but at least you've resolved your emotional issues. <laughs> yeah, now what do I do with this bucket of shit and vomit that the shaman left me with? <laughs> oh, yeah, you can just pour that anywhere. The Mushroom Kingdom has fallen. No one cares. <laughs> Yeah, this is around, uh, this This is the point in my notes for the movie that I wrote, I don't like movies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we now cut to Bowser. Bowser's back in the, uh, back with his buddies. Uh, he has like a little wizard Koopa that helps him do stuff. That's Kamek, uh, the Koopa yep. sorcerer. Yeah. They, uh, he explains that his plan is to go to the Mushroom Kingdom and you're like, to destroy it. And it's like, nope. He wants to propose to Princess Peach to marry him. Otherwise, he'll destroy destroy the Mushroom Kingdom. And you're like, oh, wow, this guy's got layers. I get it. Uh, wow. It's just an, um, but it's just another form of toxic masculinity. It, Bowser, just because you're <laughs> well, into Peach does not... Does not mean that does not mean that she's into you. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. Th- thank you. Thanks, Elliot, for explaining that the villain is bad. <laughs> I just want to make sure people know that sometimes there are characters who are the bad guys, I and mean, when they do things, the movie is saying that's not the right thing to do. To be fair, you did, too. <laughs> you did frame it, Stuart, as if this meant that Bowser had layers. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a bad guy for more than one reason. Oh, I see. <laughs> He also tips poorly. Um, so. <laughs> is that is that canon in the film? I don't remember that part. It is canon in the film. You know who doesn't tip poorly? Wario, because Wario rules. But oh, he's not covered in this movie. But the thing is, the thing is, <laughs> Wario tips great, but it's not his money. It's the, so he doesn't care what he does. I know with it. that's yeah. what's so cool about him. Wario, it's, I, it's nobody's I, money, dude. <laughs> It's a figment of your imagination, buddy. Wait, what? <laughs> it's a collective. Money is just this collective bullshit where we all kind of put this implied value on it, right? Yeah, but that doesn't mean no one owns any of it. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can own things that people have invented. Just because Cash it's an invented thing doesn't mean it's not real. Is what I'm saying. Hey, man, refrigerators are just this thing we agreed to create to keep I food know. cold. They're not <laughs> real, man. And you don't it's own them. It's going to take years, okay? <laughs> I guess that makes sense. So if it's not a real thing, then cool. Hey, Could you stock it up before I cart it off? Hey, man, Tom Stoppard's the real thing. It's just a, it's not real. It's just an imaginary situation that people pretend to act out. So I'm going to take your tickets. Oh, okay, uh, all right, I guess so. And that, that was inspired by the Faith No More uh, album, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, of course. I mean, it probably features a midlife crisis. Uh, the, okay, the Faith so, No More album that I assume was inspired by the Ray Charles uh, Pepsi <laughs> slogan. Or was it Coke? <laughs> yeah, who, did he yeah, play, yeah. who did he shill for? I don't uh, remember. Yeah. Um, okay. Which one was the real thing? You got, you, you, I don't you know, can, but you got it, baby. Yeah, just double check. <laughs> oh, no, that uh, was the right one, right? He, you got the right one. I don't know. Oh, you that was when, the Rachel, right one when, in. when Charles, Rachel said, <laughs> let the right one in, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> if a Coke and a Pepsi show up, one of them's going to suck your yeah. blood. Hit the road, <laughs> Jack. Sure. Don't let the teenage vampire into your house. That's what he says, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> do you guys remember the part? Stuart doesn't part in the movie? like being the headmaster. <laughs> yeah, Stuart likes to be the naughty kid. He doesn't like to be the one laying down the law. No, no, I'm loving it. Well, this is great. Stuart is You're judge right dreading baby, yeah. having to enforce the rules. 
Judge Shredding. So, uh, meanwhile, our our buddy Luigi is being loaded onto some kind of an airship by Shy Guys. He mm. uh, he stares off into the middle distance and has a flashback where he and Mario are babies, mm-hmm. looking basically identical with no mustaches but similar outfits. And I guess Mario sticks hats? up for Luigi, who's being a real bitch. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a rough thing. It, Mar- Luigi is being bullied and Mario st- sticks up for him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Mario, Peach, and Toad all set off through the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, we get a, lo- like a little bit of a travel montage. Bowser then sings a love song to Peach on a floating platform with a piano. And it is very much like a, hey, Jack Black, do a single take on a song you have not written for this movie. And he's like, sure thing. Uh, and you know what? It's pretty, still pretty good. It's best thing yeah. in the movie. Best thing <laughs> yeah. in the movie, yeah. Okay. Peach and Mario uh, discover, you know, they have a little bit of a connection. Uh, and we learn Do they? That and what is that connection? <laughs> other than being the only humans in the, in the world. They're both humans and that uh, Mario wants to be good at stuff even though he's not. And Peach is good at everything and accepts that Mario is okay. And she uh, mm. can- Touch a flower and it gives her fireball throwing powers. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's what they—that's what they, their connection is. I don't know. She uh. feels like an outsider because she just showed up in the Mushroom Kingdom and then became uh, the princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look. I don't. I'm, I'm I looking. Some, what am is I saying? Is she elected? I have princess? a couple of very much, close much friends. like Amidala. I think she's elected princess. Yeah. Okay. I have a couple of very close friends who well, congratulations. I, Thank you. Um, who I love very much, and usually I agree with on things. But one of the things they talked about was they they like this movie, and one of the things they talked about they're like, "Look, man, like they're not." They didn't, I like that they didn't try and make it more. Like it was just like it was it was the games, you know. Like like you got yeah. the you got it, you got what you wanted. And I'm like, okay, but what is that <laughs> when you look at the Mario <laughs> Brothers games, like? I love them. They're cute. They're fun to play. You know, like it's like, the genius uh, of Shigeru Miyamoto. You know, yeah, they're, they're really well designed games. But there's no, there's no, there's nothing to adapt there. There's no character. <laughs> Mario doesn't have a character. He says he says it's a me, and then tells you that it is him, Mario, mm-hmm. and that's about as much character development as he, he has well, a job. He's, he's self actualized. Really do yeah. I mean yeah. That's, yeah. He, yeah, I, I I think it's yeah. I think what you're saying, if I can, if I'm on your page, Dan, I think I might be. Is this movie does a really good job at the thing that it's doing? But if the thing that it's doing is what you want, the problem is inside of you. And so, <laughs> well, like, I don't if this wanna... is if this is what you're looking for in a movie, then maybe you need to like no, uh, these are raise wonderful your, people. Raise your eyes above the horizon a little bit. <laughs> no, I I mean I think part of it is they just like games more than I do. So. There's a uh, more of a love of the source material, even though you know, like I am of an age that Super Mario Brothers on the NES was like super formative. Like, it's a that great was, game. Mm-hmm. It's a, yep. there's you a know. reason. There's a reason that the Mario games have lasted a long time. That he's the mascot of the system. They're great games. And the the crazy thing is, or I shouldn't say crazy. The um the the interesting thing to me is that. The name, the the kind of byproduct of the Mario series has been innovation. Each installment in the series is a little bit different than the one before, and expands the gameplay plot, gameplay mm-hmm. possibilities. They, those yeah. are the games where Nintendo really experiments in an interesting way. And this movie is the exact opposite. It is, it they're doing none of that. Maybe in Super Mario mm-hmm. Brothers the movie two, or the Super Mario Brothers movie two colon the sequel. That maybe they'll <laughs> they'll take a note from that and they will 
innovate in some way or change the way they do it, that would be interesting. But my guess is they're just going to go to the place that Super Mario Brothers 2 takes place in, uh, that that other game that was retrofitted into a Mario game years ago. But the it's it's strange that they would take us. <laughs> is that where dis- Luigi jumps and his feet spin around real yes, fast? Yes, it is. It cool. is, yeah. And it's the game that introduced Toad to the world. Uh, it's just disappointing they would take a game series that is itself a very innovative series and turn it into a movie that is a very, you know, yeah. basic movie. You know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of basic movies, we're watching one and talking about it. So, uh... <laughs> we're not watching. <coughs> Bowser, uh, Bowser tortures Luigi a little bit by plucking out his mustache hairs before eventually imprisoning him in a chain, uh, like a chained cage, uh, hanging with other prisoners. We see the penguin guys. We see this star character who is like a, has like a child's voice and is, uh, oddly gleeful about a, yeah, a horribly nihilistic. Yeah, yeah what, gleefully what nihilistic. Thank what you. What was your take on this star character? This seemed like one of the few places where the movie was trying to push itself a little bit, but it was it like didn't know what to do with it. But I did like it, when it felt when, like a lift from another movie, but yes. I couldn't remember which. It one. felt like it. It felt like something I had seen before, but I did like later. I love the line reading when that kid star goes. An, another prisoner gets brought in, and this another prisoner gets brought in, and the star goes. More meat for the grinder. And I just loved the read of that line. <laughs> yeah. But I did feel like I'd yeah. seen yeah. this, this character somewhere before. I mean, they're trying to do something interesting. I don't know. I, it reminded me of uh, the little scene, little loved, but I enjoyed it. Uh, Avenue 5, the Armando Iannucci uh, HBO series. Zach Hugh Woods, Yeah, Zach Woods played a character that like responded to you know everything going wrong with sort of the same cheerful, just abandonment of... <laughs> any, you know, normal mm-hmm. moral... Co- I mean, not like he didn't become immoral, but he was just like, you know, the, the void. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was it was pretty funny. So Mario, Peach, and Toad, uh, they arrive at Donkey Kong Country, then a cool gorilla drives them around while we listen to Take On Me. Mm. Uh, then they have to beseech Cranky Kong, voiced, unfortunately, by Fred Armisen, to help them. <laughs> Mario must uh, now, first... Now, wait, I, I'm curious why you said unfortunately, because I definitely did not like this voice performance, and it felt more like he was just not trying very hard. What did you, how did, what did you I, he's, about? He is just a performer who, when he arrives in things, uh, I feel... It often lessens the thing, unless the character he's playing is a fucking creep. In which case, I'm like, oh wow, what 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 amazing uh, what amazing casting. Yeah, it's odd because I do think he is a funny, talented guy, but I also just don't go for him most of the time, and I can't really put my finger on. Sometimes it. I really like him, and sometimes I don't. I don't like him. That I, I love that that SNL character he used to do, who was the topical comedian who never finished any of his jokes. <laughs> I thought was, was such a yeah. was such a funny character, but. Then there was yeah. that show with mm-hmm. um, the show he did with Maya Rudolph, where they go to heaven or whatever, and his character was so strange that I could not, I just couldn't buy the show. This the character was mm. so off putting. So, but here he just feels like he's like old man voice. Got it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you want my donkey soldiers? Is that it? Hmm. You know. Anyway. Yeah, classic. He does a Nick Kroll line delivery. Um, but, yes, it's um, a very Nick Kroll, Adam Sandler, old person line delivery. Yes. Yeah. Um, but. Before, I, to uh, be honest, I thought it was Nick Kroll before the, before the credits <laughs> ran. Before, uh, before the Kongs will assist Peach and the gang in defending the Mushroom Kingdom. Do you guys hear the new Peach and the Gang album? It's pretty good. <laughs> it's not as good as the last one, but the last one was full of bangers. So yeah, full of them uh, stacked uh, stacked to the rafters. Um, yeah. So Mario well, they lost has to, a few members of the gang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. Mario has to defeat uh, has to defeat Cranky Kong's son Donkey Kong in some kind of like gladiator battle. 
which takes place in a massive uh, arena, uh, suspended above, uh, what, a huge drop. Um, and they have to platform. Uh, Donkey Kong shows up. He is voiced by, he's like a muscly gorilla, a macho man, voiced by Seth Rogen. And I'm like, oh, finally, I see myself in movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a muscly gorilla with a Seth Rogen voice. Yep. Yep. Uh, and they they do battle. Mario is totally getting his fucking ass whipped for a while. Uh, we're introduced to some of the power-ups, like different mushrooms. That'll all matter later because mm-hmm. those all come into Somewhat. play. Eventually, Mario gets a power-up that gives him a cat suit, which allows him to just totally beat the shit out he's of Donkey Kong. He's scratching the shit out of Donkey Kong. And we're Kong's like, face. oh my God, he's dying. It's sort of a cute, <laughs> a cute like f- fuzzy cat suit, not like a, a you know, not a, a sexy Julie Avengers. Noir yeah. sort of. Uh, oh, at one point, I think uh, a character says, it's on like Donkey Kong, and I tried to turn off my TV. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I, it should have, he literally, literally, the line, they didn't even go far enough and have him say, it's on like you, or it's on like me, if Donkey Kong was the one who said it. They just said, it's on like Donkey Kong, which seems lazy. It's not a twist yeah. on, a, on a line. It's just a reference. Yeah. Uh, with the introduction of Donkey Kong Two, like I'm Donkey Kong Two, the sequel. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I am uh, a bit anticipating what's going to happen next, uh, which is like Donkey Kong and Mario become like sort of a mismatched buddy duo. Yeah, that's fine. But I want to talk about you can jump the ahead. odd okay. structure of the movie in that way because it starts out seeming like okay, this is a buddy comedy between Mario and Luigi. Oh, no, it's not that anymore. Separated right away. It's a buddy comedy between Mario and Toad. No, now Toad kind of uh, recedes into the background. It's going to be this kind of romance, maybe, between Mario and Princess Peach. Like, no, well, maybe. Now it's a buddy comedy between (laughs) mismatched buddies, Mario and Donkey Kong. It's like, what the fuck is the through line of this thing? The through line is Mario. Everything revolves around Mario. It's a me, Mario. And when he says, it's a me, Mario, he's essentially saying, I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Salvation mm-hmm. can only be found through me, yep. Mario. And I, but I agree that I am an Ouroboros eating my own Mario. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, this scene I also felt like was a missed opportunity, at least to do the kind of storytelling I like. So Peach is like, "We're not strong, but we have heart," or whatever she says to Cranky Kong. And what I really want—I wanted this to be one of those scenes where Mario is getting beaten up by Donkey Kong, but he won't give up, and that impresses Donkey Kong. Or Donkey Kong in mm-hmm. his in his uh, arrogance slips and almost falls, and Mario saves him. And that, and that impresses everybody. And since he does yeah. that later in the movie anyway. But instead, Mario just beats up Donkey Kong. And it felt like if you're going to differentiate these characters at all, if you're going to make Mario a hero at all, like there should be some quality within him that shines out here rather than just like, well, if you put on a suit that gives yeah, you cat you powers, right power you can yeah. beat up a gorilla. Yeah. But I guess that's my mistake for trying to put emotional heft into the, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, so. so having defeated Donkey Kong, the Kongs decide to help them. They craft them Mario carts, which they all drive. They <laughs> drive like out while int- we listen to Thunderstruck by ACDC. Yep, yep, because you can only use movies that have appeared in other movies before. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can only, sorry, you can only use songs that have appeared in other movies before. This was, and this felt uh, not since... And you're Obi-Wan- like, it should have been a whole lot of Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> not since... Uh, or something about cars, you know, but not since, uh, like, in cars. Do, it should do, have been do, Legs do, do, by ZZ Top. 
I yes. think, I think <laughs> yeah, we all exactly. agree. Not Tube Snake Boogie by ZZ Top. Pearl Necklace by ZZ Top, but <laughs> only yet. if some cartoon <laughs> versions of ZZ Top show yeah, up. Yeah, Shark Dressed oh Man. Uh, are you God. kidding? That they're, would have been incredible. Two little mushroom people with long beards just spinning their guitars around. Yeah, that amazing. sounds amazing. Now, Ugh, not since Obi Wan so Kenobi, a, not since Obi Wan Kenobi got on a lizard to chase General Grievous riding in a giant wheel machine, has it felt more like a movie was shoehorning in merchandise that could be sold later after the yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Then, like, everybody gets their own. Peach, you get a motorcycle. Mario, you get this little go-kart. Toad, you get this big monster truck. There, toys. Buy them, everybody. Buy them, buy them. Uh, and, uh, and of course, Thunderstruck is, yeah. What what else could you play at this point? We joke, but it's the only song you can it's play, right? It's the only option, yep. I yeah. mean, I'm always happy to hear Thunderstruck. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so a great, it's a great song, but it Akadaka, is a song that, they're the best. that doesn't really fit what's going on and also... <laughs> I, at, at this point, I can only think of ACDC as, and Thunderstruck as like an Iron Man song because it was yeah. in the Iron Man commercials yeah. and movies. But So Bowser is, uh, is role-playing his proposals uh, and how those are going to work out. Uh, you know, again, he's the thing is like he's building this, he has this parasocial relationship with Princess Peach. It's pretty fucked up and he's uh, he's putting unfair uh, expectations upon her. But, you know, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Uh, the, <laughs> Maybe he'll win her over. Yeah, yeah. the carts. Uh, I will, you know what? I'll say this for the movie. I'll say this for the movie. In mm-hmm. an earlier time, Mario would have been the one who is trying and and to push a relationship on Peach, and then he would have succeeded at the end. Yeah. And this movie does not do that. And yeah, I'll give it. He would have been like Joe Latruglio in the first season of Brooklyn Nine Nine, and you're like, calm down, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. Or, but they learned their lesson with that show. They they yeah, they, yeah. they remove that character trait. Yeah. I, so I think I will give the movie respect for not having. Mario constantly trying to hit on Peach and then at the very end wearing her down to the point where she accepts him. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah, thumbs up. So three stars from Elliot. Um, Mm -hmm. The Mario Kart- Three and a half, three and a half stars. (laughs) It gets one half star off for not, you know, having any sort of um, story inspiration or emotional heft or- uh, (laughs) No no Funky Kong. Uh, (laughs) The The Mario Karts take the Rainbow Road, which is like a giant rainbow, but it's a road. They're going to Asgard, apparently, (laughs) to get Thor to help them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Bifrost. Um, only to get ambushed by an army of Koopa vehicles. What follows is uh, a road battle with there's a lot of like characters doing stuff and then doing a fist pump and then yeah. things explode. Uh, the, things vaunted, are looking- the vaunted Kong army that Peach went all the way to Donkey Kong Country to get to defeat Bowser is destroyed almost instantly. Almost immediately, yeah. Yeah. Um, a suicide bomber blows up the Rainbow Road, causing Mario and Donkey Kong to plummet to their perceived dooms. The Kong army is seized by Bowser's flying robots, and Peach and Toad have to escape alone on her little hover motorcycle. And then it's just the credits roll, and there's a mid credit scene where Peach and it, Toad is trying to convince Peach not to give up because maybe they can defeat Bowser. And Peach goes, no, this is it, you see, and she shoots Toad and then shoots herself. And then it just cuts to Mario's uh, drowned body reaching out uh, <laughs> as if, uh, you know, as if to try mm-hmm. to tell Peach, no, it's not too late, but he's, they're all gone. And they're uh, all gone, I think, yeah. and it says something, there's like a text piece after that that says, if you want to see the future, imagine mm-hmm. Bowser's foot <laughs> stomping on a human face. Yeah, that was, think- that was Elliot's screenplay, uh, or no, that was the screenplay for Rainbow Road by Cormac McCarthy, right? R.I.P. the ultimate rest, gesture. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in, rest in, 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 uh, in messing with the squares, Cormac McCarthy. This yep. guy's been having a few magic mushrooms. If he thought that was what he saw. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what Peach actually happens? 
Peach uh, arrives at the Mushroom Kingdom and she evacuates all of the toads. Uh, to, to where? Prepared- I don't know. Like, they wander <laughs> off. Yeah, it's a um, she's, just, <laughs> she's like, leave. You're not mushrooms anymore. Just go do something else. Yeah, yeah. Bowser arrives. Uh, she's prepared to resist him, but he forces her to accept his marriage proposal with threats of violence. Mario and Donkey Kong briefly argue in the belly of a sea monster before discovering <laughs> their rocket, and they escape immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, At the royal wedding, Bowser begins sacrificing the prisoners by lowering their cages from some giant floating contraption. Some big chains and stuff. Yeah, they're all going to fall in some lava. I would say he begins trying to sacrifice the prisoners. No one actually dies. He doesn't get through like five of them. Even though that that creepy star really wants to, the one with the child's voice. And I will say it's kind of funny to see the characters showing up for the wedding, all the different— Mario bad guys. I did like the (laughs) giant bomb man with the mustache. Yeah, Yeah. giant bomb man with the mustache. King Boo, the giant Uh, uh, giant ghost with the crown. William Howard TNT, yeah. Yeah, I love it all. Um, (laughs) Okay, so, uh, yeah, at the royal wedding, uh, Peach uh, has something up her sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) He dances on the ceiling, Dan. Can you believe that? No one would be able to replicate that technology until Lionel Richie... (laughs) 30 years later. Mm-hmm. I love the look on Stuart's face where <laughs> I interrupted him mm-hmm. for, a, for a joke he definitely <laughs> knew the reference for. <laughs> uh. So, uh, Princess Peach has something up her sleeve. That's right. She has ice abilities, so she freezes Bowser and then freezes the, like, winch mechanism, saving the, uh, briefly saving all the prisoners. Uh, all, all and showing that she loose. is the hero of the movie. Yep. Uh, Mario and Donkey Kong arrive and they fight their way through a city of Koopas using a variety of power-ups and flips and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Donkey Kong rescues the captives. Mario manages to save Luigi and it's great. They're finally reunited. This is what this whole movie's been about. Mm. Bowser breaks out of his frozen shell. In the very beginning and then in this moment. but Because in between, Mario doesn't even really talk about Luigi. (laughs) No, he doesn't doesn't have a lot of urgency, honestly. Uh, uh, Bowser breaks out of his frozen shell and launches a giant bullet bill right for the Mushroom Kingdom. Then Mario flies over... uh, at this point, he has a tanuki suit, which is a flying raccoon outfit. Now, uh, I don't know the tanuki. I don't know if the tanuki suit and the flying raccoon outfit are the same. The tanuki suit, I think, is the one that lets you turn into a statue, right? No, no, no. The raccoon, no tanuki flies. I'm not. He may also be statue because it's the leaf that it allows you to that allows you to. Well, let's see. Hold on. Hmm. Hmm. Well, so oh, no, he, can guys- fl- he can fly as a tanuki, but it's the, but it's I think it is a slightly different suit. Maybe it's not. Maybe he does have a tanuki suit. You know what, guys? I don't care. <laughs> it turns it's out. So- okay. <laughs> okay. So uh- if I'm if I'm wrong, then please write me a letter and mail it to Elliot Kalen, care of does not give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers movie, No Town, USA. And I didn't say yeah. Motown. I said No Town. Yeah. It's yeah. not a town. Write me a letter and <laughs> then insert it into the slot on the sewer drainage near you. Now just take that letter and insert it into the slot. Give it to in Pennywise. Because yeah. I don't care and I don't want to hear about it. Stuff it into the disk drive of your computer. <laughs> <laughs> and when you and when you go to the nerd squad because your computer is broken, tell them, I am dumb and I thought Elliot would care about what Elliot, dumb suit El- Elliot Mario's wearing. going to the off-brand IT department. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Mario in his suit distracts the giant bullet Bill by slapping in the eye. It chases him around the kingdom briefly. Makes sense. Before Mario tricks it into uh, going down a pipe 
and going into another dimension or something where it then explodes uh, explodes but causes this huge uh, like rift or fallout. Now, I thought it was the pipe that – is that not the pipe that goes right to Brooklyn or is that a different it's, pipe? No, it's the pipe that's like in between. Oh, okay. So – and it ends up sucking Mario, Bowser, the whole gang. Anything that's important gets sucked into this pipe and they end up all landing in Brooklyn. What? What a homecoming. Now, right? I don't remember you this the happening. Beastie Boys. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I keep an eye on the news, but I don't recall reading any stories about when this occurred. And yeah, we got another Pinocchio here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Give this movie a thousand Pinocchios. Turns out a none thousand. of it's real. The, yeah. It didn't happen. Then here, well, and here's the funny thing is, so the uh, the the NYPD they got plenty of time to hassle protesters, but when a giant spiky turtle man is literally yeah. blowing up buildings, yeah, they're yeah, nowhere, nowhere to, be, to be found. Nowhere yeah, to be I think, seen. Yeah, I think I think they're they're waving their hands and they're saying, "This is what uh, defunding us gets you." And we're like, <laughs> "We didn't defund you." <laughs> <laughs> cough, cough. We're all sick. Cough, cough. We can't um, we can't stop this turtle. This is so, this is what giving us more money does. <laughs> Wait, but hold on. Mario makes a stand against Bowser to no effect. Bowser whips his ass, throws him into the pizzeria we saw earlier. Mm -hmm. We're like, Mario's goose is cooked. Mario at this point begins to have a panic attack or something. Uh, and I'm like, wow, yeah, the, the depth It's a lot of pressure. Here. To be fair, he's had mm -hmm. a rough couple of days. Did he bring it on himself by trying to fix a flooding problem in a municipal yeah. sewer line? <laughs> it's to a certain extent, yes. yes. But he was just trying to help, and now he's been, he's been away from home. All he's, he's eaten spent his life mushrooms. savings on a commercial. Yeah. Hey, no good deed, you know? So, Mario. You that, Dan, uh, have you heard the new No Good Deed album? <laughs> it's a bit of a disappointment, but. Yeah. Okay, so uh, no Peach and the They're rest trying are trying something. They're trying something, you know? Peach yeah, and yeah. the rest are trying every, now and, then you get, every now and then you get God a St. Anger, okay? Bowser's beating the hell out of all of them, including Donkey Kong. Uh, Mario then watches his commercial play on a TV and it gives him courage again. He remembers what he's doing this all for. Celebrity mm -hmm. status. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to help his his fledgling plumbing business. Yeah. Yep. Bowser is doing some like serious uh, like anime level fire breathing. Looks like Mario's dead. Luigi blocks it with a giant manhole cover. Peach throws them a superstar, which they catch at the absolute last minute. So they show up and they're all invulnerable and then they annihilate mm -hmm. Bowser. What, Dan? No, I just like, well, yeah, they get a fucking invincible star and it's like what, what Allie was saying about the Donkey Kong scene times a million where I'm just like, oh, great. Well, I guess that Mario's ultimate, <laughs> uh, you know, triumph is because he got this thing that made him invincible so he mm -hmm. could punch real good. Yeah, yeah. It, it has nothing to do with who he is as a person, what he stands for, any sort of inner strength. Any, There's no reason Peach couldn't have just used the superstar herself. Exactly. Just Arguably, she would have been way better at she it. She would have been better. Yeah. But I think, I think the difference here, Dan, is I think by empowering Mario and Luigi, who are not twins necessarily, but are brothers, they are mm. calling back to the supposed appearance of Castor and Pollux at the Battle yes. of Lake Regulus. Yes, uh, yeah, I when, think you're uh, right. When Tarquin, Tarquin is the super bus, the last king of, of the during the uh, mythical regal period of Rome, uh, uh -huh. supposedly was assisted by these mythological figures. So I think it really the movie is playing a very interesting intellectual game <laughs> by referring to this uh -huh. classical story. Uh -huh. And uh, also on an emotional level, Peach is saying, look, I could use this superstar and defeat Bowser, but you know what? I like to delegate and I like mm -hmm. to empower those under me. That's the, you need the secret a of a good manager. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need this win right now more than I do. But it it, it really it is but you're right. It's like it's not that Mario uses anything he has learned throughout the movie at this point. No. Yeah. It's it's like he's if, learned if, that 
power-ups are often good. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> they, it's like they, if, they put your power up. They yeah. do. Like at the end of the Mighty Ducks, they were like, guys, let's just do steroids and we'll be stronger than every other team. <laughs> <laughs> and they win. Remember, yeah, remember that, I love remember that, that part. that flying yeah. V routine? We don't need it because we're yeah. jacked. And the other teams are like, oh, can't they see? Like, look how mighty they are. They can't be that mighty without chemical help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's no that duck scene has ever where- been that mighty naturally. <laughs> Yeah, there's that scene where they they have to buy clean piss from somebody before they, they play a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they're all going to get tested. They cut um, that out for the for the Disney Plus release, unfortunately. But then the outcry brought it back in again. Yeah, know. they brought it back in. It was it was because when they cropped the movie, the guy the duck buying piss was just out of frame. <laughs> so, um, yeah, exactly. When they when they cropped it because it was shot what, like a television show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, incidentally, have you guys seen any of the screenshots online of uh, that? Now that Friends is being shown in a sixteen by nine uh, format, yeah. you'll see like the edge of the screen where the set stops and things what? like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. pretty great. Uh, Look it up. Man. No man, don't uh, take my word for it. Go to your local library and get <laughs> use the a streaming service <laughs> to show you Friends. Oh, great. So, uh, or don't support streaming services. This is all their fault. Yeah, um, so, so that's true. Don't support streaming services. Yeah, they are, so the they are effectively settles. destroying the business that Dan and I are in. So, uh, so much like at the end of Justice League, where Superman proves he's the best hero by mm-hmm. punching the bad guy so hard in the face mm-hmm. that he can't even talk. Uh, Mario and Luigi prove their heroes by just pow- using power to, to beat up Bowser. Yeah. Yeah. So the dust is settled. They take Bowser. They make him tiny using a power up. Uh, and they have once again drug to, chemical help is the answer mm-hmm. in this one. Yeah, they've managed to impress their parents. They've managed to impress Spike, their former employer, and I guess they've impressed the people of Mushroom Kingdom. This is the Flash funny thing forward. here. Wait, yep. this is the funny thing here. They've mm-hmm. impressed everybody. Nobody seems to be at all bewildered by the fact that a giant turtle man has been breathing fire and their their and their sons used the help of a gorilla man to to stop and a mushroom mm-hmm. man. They just take that in stride. And then cut to what, the newspaper headline, right? So, yeah, yeah, Tango and Cash. Yeah, Tango and Cash style, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it says like Brooklyn saved. And it's a picture of like the Mario Brothers and Donkey Kong. And that nope, the headline should be like Magical talking gorilla discovered. Like that's <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the real story here. Uh, I mean, Many, Brooklyn Saved is a slightly bigger story. I but the as a cosmology of universe, yeah, we thought that's the, the subheading at least should be "Many Worlds Hypothesis Proven." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, I guess we have to stop eating gorillas. <laughs> uh, you can have my gorilla hamburger when you take my cold dead hands to it. Uh, so the dust is settled. Not even a gorilla um, burger, a gorilla hamburger. <laughs> well, it's not like a fucking beef burger is made of ham, Ellie. When it's made in Hamburg, Germany, it's a hamburger, Ellie. It's a gorilla. It's a ha- it's a that's true. It's a hamburger style gorilla sandwich. Yeah, it comes in a, in a Hamburg. Is it the <laughs> they serve it to you. They serve it in a hat, yeah. That's the only Salvador way. If they, do, if they, my if, waiter. if they don't serve it to you in a hat, they legally can't call it a gorilla uh, hamburger. Not allowed yeah. to. It gets yeah. destroyed at port. By the way, uh, Dan, have you heard the new album by Salvador Dali? Is my waiter? <laughs> <laughs> bangers. Nothing but bangers. Uh, I don't know. I'm not into jam bands. Um, <laughs> flash forward. The Mario Brothers uh, wake up. Uh, they are plumbers. In the Mushroom Kingdom, I what? think. What? That's because rents in New York have gotten so high that they've had to move to the Mushroom Kingdom. 
before. Uh, so yeah. they're they're coloni- colonizing the mushroom. Did you watch the post credit scene? Did you? Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Turn this shit off so fast, guys. I'm sorry. So the post credit scene is a big old nothing. It's just I'll- a joke scene, right? Well, no. There's there's a Yoshi egg in like the real world now. And the music oh, is— I don't think I don't think even I saw this post credit. Yeah, scene. there's like. And was little, it like, live action or animated? Because if it was live action, <laughs> I'll be really mad right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's going into the original Super Mario Brothers. So when movie. Dan says the real world, you mean the real world of Brooklyn the in the world movie, in not the our movie. real world in, Bro- in Brooklyn, not a documentary. Okay. It's yeah. not the ending of the original screenplay years ago for Watchmen, where they end up in our world at the very end. Yeah, and it's like shaking a little bit, and there's like menacing music, and I found this menacing music so baffling because. You know, Yoshi is a is a good guy, <laughs> and I don't understand why they're like, oh no, Yoshi's gonna be let loose on B- B- Brooklyn. They're like, like oh if, no, shenanigans. If you're gonna do that, if you're gonna set up a possible sequel, which obviously they're gonna have, this thing was a huge hit, like we it was said, enormous, yeah. Like have have uh, Wario come in, yes. You know, no, you gotta, save him, for the, Wally, you gotta yeah. save him for the third installment. Because Dan, it's gonna be a trilogy. Wario's in the mm. third installment. That's the big bigger reveal. With this they one, it's get like the infinity mushrooms. Second exactly. one's gonna be Bowser again, right? Yeah, this giant because he gets loose. There's not that many Mario villains. So does it have I mean, a rugs gallery? No, it not it's really. just Bowser and Wario, basically. Like Hammer Brothers, but they're not like us. But they main... work for Bowser. Everyone yeah. works for Bowser. Wario's yeah. the only Wario's an agent of chaos. Independent, that's the thing. independent contractor. <laughs> <laughs> you have about plumbing. Yep. Uh, so, yep. So that's the end of the movie, guys. Uh, final judgments, Dan. Your new yeah, is this a good movie? bad movie, a bad bad movie, a movie we kind of like. Look, I'm gonna couch this in a few things. Okay. Okay. Number one, this movie doesn't have to be for me. Yeah. I understand this is primarily a movie for children. <laughs> you know, for, and for, if the, you're for take- the young, the young at heart, and those who refuse to grow up. No, no. Those people should not be watching it. <laughs> yeah. But actual children, look, yeah, this is a good Mario Brothers movie for kids. Is it a better Mario Brothers movie for kids than the Bob Hoskins inexplicable one, as Elliot said? No. Nope. Certainly. Oh. 100,000%. <laughs> Would I, an adult human, rather watch the Bob Hoskins one again? Because at least it's, like, compellingly strange. 1,000%. <laughs> like, this is... I don't even really begrudge people who like Mario liking this movie. You can like what you like. You know, I, I get it. Like, I tend to be very forgiving of pop art if you like it. It's fine. But at the same time, this makes... This movie does make me angry in the way that it adds absolutely nothing. Like, I yeah. was watching this movie. At the beginning, I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. I'm, like, consistently diverted, at least, by what's happening. There are bright colors and shapes mm-hmm. moving around. Mm-hmm. You know? That's all Dan wants out of my, a movie, yeah. My toddler mm-hmm. brain enjoyed it. Yeah, he but Babylon. As it, oh, shut up. I mean, as Babylon doesn't on, even though, have bright colors, is the things. It barely has shapes. As it went on, though, I, like, I did become angry in a sort of a meta way where I'm like, this movie was uh, a huge hit. There will be more of them. And it succeeded by setting the lowest bar yes. <laughs> and clearing it. And that kind of does make me angry in a in a larger way. Because mm-hmm. I kind of felt like there's nothing I'm going to take from this movie. Like the, the experience of watching 
Super Mario Brothers, the movie, and looking at a blank wall for two hours, in terms of what I take away from it, is it about equal? I mean, probably more in the blank wall because I would have gotten my own thinking done, <laughs> maybe worked through like some of my own writing or yeah, emotional optimistic. issues or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I uh, So, look, there's nothing quote-unquote bad about this movie, but it is a bad movie <laughs> in my <laughs> mind. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it is... Uh, I don't I don't have children, so I don't watch a lot of, uh, like, I don't know, like, shows for kids. You do watch kids. a fair amount of kids' movies, but you watch the better class of kids' movies. I get. I mean, I guess, but, like, I don't, like, watch, like, what, Bluey? Is Bluey a thing? Bluey's supposed Bluey to be very is good, though. But, Bluey like, is that, a thing. I don't watch stuff that's, like, directed, yeah. like, to little children. So, like, there's a not chance Not even the that, movie Little Children, which don't show your little children, movie directed. Little Children. That was a mistake. <laughs> What is he doing while he's sitting in that car next to the playground? Uh, we should watch a different movie. I did show them the instructional video, Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, because yeah. that's a lesson you should I mean, learn. Yeah, you, you don't want to have to learn that advice. in life. Yeah. You don't um, want to learn that through experience, because experience the is, a, is a fool's teacher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i not going to, if, if somebody likes the Super Mario Brothers movie, I get it. Uh, I would hope that they have other outlets for <laughs> for interacting with, I don't know, culture, entertainment or something, higher standards for emotional resonance. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is, I mean, this is like a, like a nothing of a movie. It's, uh, it is like I, it is like a, it is like a commercial. It's like a really long commercial uh, and it's fine, whatever. It's just, yeah, it's barely a movie. It's, it's hard to even call it a movie to me, I, other I, than because of the runtime and the beggar's credit. And it says in the title. It was movie. in movie yeah. theaters. Yeah. Now, I agree with what you guys are saying completely. I agree with it. My kids loved it. I would say I'm going to give a slightly larger con- – it was not a movie for me. I found it yeah. boring yeah. and lazy. But I would say – I'm going to put it in a slightly larger context. This movie, I'm being – it's hard for me not to be a little unfair to it because I think I would be less frustrated with this movie if it was coming out at a time – when there were other kinds of movies being made and being put in theaters. 100%. And that I could bring my family to, or not. The fact that we, we that if this would bother me less if we weren't living in a world where so many of the big movies coming out were just IP-driven brand extension movies and where it didn't feel so much like the number one objective was to just press whatever sensory button is built in from fan, for fans of the material that, just want to see what what's in the material, and I come to say that coming as a Marvel fan to Marvel movies, where yeah. one of things one yeah. of the things I initially found exciting about the Marvel movies is that they were respecting the material, they were treating it as a thing to be adapted straightforwardly, and not just as crap to be ripped off or done, however, because no one cares, it's garbage. So, I, and I'm excited that they're showing for for, Mar, for Mario fans out there, it's probably exciting that they're showing that that minimum amount of respect to the material. Yep. That being said. The Marvel movies are also adapted from stories, and Mario is not being adapted from a story, but from a mostly personality-less kind of series of uh, of uh, sprites, like a that skill-based you video game. Yes, exactly. Uh, and yeah, so it's but it would bother me so much less if it wasn't if it didn't feel like this was the kind of thing that nine out of ten movies being made are, and the other one out of ten are adult mo- movies for adults that get released only to streaming services. You know. That it, it, it's so it's so I'm being unfair to it partly because of the climate it's coming out in. But I'm going to say it is, it's fine for kids. I wish that the message of the movie was not 
that to defeat your enemies, you just have to beat the shit out of them using weapons, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like that you are, that you, there was some other way. You'd prefer to, bare hands, right? Yes, exactly. I mean, use, I mean, the body is the ultimate weapon. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. I, no, but if there was, if the, if the, it feels like the movie is going towards a like never give up message, but it yeah. doesn't actually do that. And so I wish there was, I wish that they had at least, I, I'm not as annoyed as I was with the movie Ferdinand, where they have Ferdinand fight a bullfighter at the end when the whole point of Ferdinand is that he is incredibly, uh, he's a pacifist. He's incredibly passive and he refuses to fight. But it is annoying to me that they couldn't even at least like do something with the characters that at least gives the kids some other message than like video games are great and fighting is cool and use a superstar and beat someone up, you know? Uh, But I would be easier on the movie, like I'm saying, if it was an outlier and not so much of what the mainstream is right now. Yeah, it doesn't feel like the the focus of all the same way that it wouldn't bother me so much that yeah, it wouldn't bother me so much that Chris Pratt is playing an incompetent who is the star, even though there's a woman who's better at everything than them, who should be the hero of the movie, if uh-huh. that didn't already exist as a trope, you know, or anything like yeah. that. So I guess what I'm saying is thumbs up, best movie of the year. Go see it. Ten out of ten, hundred stars. Mm-hmm. Move over, Seven Samurai, because there's a new best epic adventure about a, a band of heroes, and it's called the Super Mario Brothers movie. Hey, speaking of uh, video games and bright colors, our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies <laughs> deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And you know, I, I talk a lot about you know chilling or you know enjoying them. For recreation, I want to talk a little Dan's bit about. Dan's always talking about maximal relaxing, shooting the ball outside of the school. Oh man, yeah. Am I? Uh, but I also I want to talk about how they can be used uh, to make you feel a little bit better. I have a lot of joint pain. Uh, some of it is we're old men because yes, I uh, just entered my mid forties. Uh, Dan just had a birthday, everybody. So you should. I mean, when we record this, when you listen to it, it's been weeks, and Dan mm-hmm. is well past. Yeah, appreciating any attention. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't like any attention at all. Um, Hates it. Uh, but I have a lot of joint pain. Um, I some of it. I may have some early arthritis. It's not good. It's not fun. You know what can help with that? Sometimes take a little microdose gummy. Take the uh, the edge off those aching uh, joints and muscles. That's what you do with joints and muscles, right? You take the edge off of them. Take the edge off that thing, man. Yeah. You want to sand down Even your you joints down. Down. sand down your muscles. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, if this interests you, <laughs> some muscle sanding, Microdose is available nationwide. Uh, to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code FLOP to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that is microdose.com, code FLOP. You know, the world has changed. I feel it in my bones. I taste it on the air. I taste it in the water. I smell it in the trees. And that's why you need a website. A website made by Squarespace. You know, Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that can help you... uh, Create just that, a website that will you can uh, sell anything, you can engage in your with your audience, and it's going to look great. Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, and videos. Uh, you can categorize, share, and schedule your posts to make uh, your content work for you. You gain powerful insights into who's visiting your site 
and how they're interacting with your content with our in-depth website analytics tools, including page views, traffic sources, time on site, most read content, etc. You don't have to rely on tasting the water, smelling the air, feeling things in your bones. Squarespace will help you with that. Squarespace has all the tools you need to get your business off the ground, including e-commerce templates, inventory management, a simple checkout process, and secure payments. A lot of things that honestly, well beyond me, Squarespace makes it easy for you. So head to squarespace.com flop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code flop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Oh my gosh, hi, it's me, Dave Holmes, host of the pop culture game show, Troubled Waters. On Troubled Waters, we play a whole host of games, like one where I describe a show using a limerick, and our guests have to figure out what it is. Let's do one right now. What show am I talking about? This podcast has game after game, and brilliant guests who come play you. The host is named Dave. It could be your fave, so try it. Life won't be the same. Uh, a big business starring Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin. Close, but no. Oh, is it Troubled Waters, the pop culture quiz show with all your favorite comedians? Yes, Troubled Waters is the answer. To this question and all of my life's problems. Now, legally, we actually can't guarantee that, but you can find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Jay Keith, do you know what I love more than the trivia, comedy, and celebrity guests on our podcast? Go fact yourself. No, what, Helen? Sharing all of those things with an actual audience. A live audience. Woohoo! Well, lucky for you, listeners, Go Fact Yourself has brand new episodes featuring live audiences cheering on guests every month. And we still have all of our Zoom episodes with contestants and experts from around the world. We can truly have it all. Yay! You can hear it all twice a month, every month, on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, no excuses. So if you're not listening, you can go fact yourself. The next thing is letters from listeners. People who listen to the show... Just like you, Just right like in, you. and then we talk to them. Kind of a one-way conversation because they wrote the letter down and we just respond, but that's the way it works, guys. Yep. I hope I've adequately explained <laughs> letters. This the one more you know. It's from Brian, last name withheld, who writes, Dear Flopsters, in second grade, my teacher was asking the class for examples of homophones. Mm-hmm. Everyone else in the class was giving examples like there, there, and there, and Maine and Maine. I raised my hand, was called on, and said, Harry and Harry. And my teacher responded, No, no, that's not a homophone because they're pronounced differently. The name is pronounced Harry instead of Harry. I was the only example in the class that was rejected by the teacher and it was horribly embarrassing to me as an eight year old. Fast forward to 2023, and in the Poker Face episode, the three of you made the joke that Harry Poppins is also the name of the porn parody, but Harry is spelled slightly differently, implying that the title would be called Harry Poppins, which I Mm -hmm. assume refers to pubic hair. I can't begin to tell you how vindicated I felt when my favorite podcasters agreed with me that Harry and Harry are pronounced the same and are therefore 
homophobes. Yeah, I'm losing my fucking mind. They're pronounced I, the same, right? Keep on I homophoming hate, I, in the free world. <laughs> Brian Lessing with I that. hate to stomp on uh, Brian's, uh, Brian's dreams, but Harry and Harry actually don't sound the same to me. Uh, really? I know they do to other people, though. This is a this is an argument I've had with my wife many times. It's oh, yeah, why, you have those super yeah. refined listening ears. <laughs> I do. My ears are all, that there are different parts of the country where different words sound the same, and then they don't in other places. Uh, to me, the words Mary, like the name Mary, marry, like you marry someone, and Mary, like I'm feeling married today, sound differently. But to my wife, who's from Northern California, they are all the same sound, Mary, Mary, Mary. Whereas to me, they are three separate sounds. And so, Brian, you are both right and wrong at the same time. I call it Schrodinger's pronunciation. You know, I was listening to Judge John Hodgman, uh, you know, and our our pals Hodgman and Jesse Thorne were talking. Mm-hmm. And it was a, they were having a, someone wrote in about, is it you get, you'll get what you get and you won't get upset? Or is it you get, you'll get what you get and you won't throw a fit? What? And, uh. <laughs> Yeah, well, they— um, That doesn't—because oh, because to them, that rhymes, but, but it doesn't rhyme objectively. They, here's the thing. Unless it's they you get what you get, and get you won't throw a fit. fit. Like, you won't throw Boba Fett. Yeah. yeah. Or a party. They were they were <laughs> upset about it because they're like, those words, what what are you talking— Like, they were, they were gobsmacked by the idea that anyone would think that get and get or fit, like, sound alike. That rhyme, yeah. As someone who— constantly receives uh, abuse on this podcast for not really making a lot of- Which, uh, on Judge John Hodgman, you get abuse? Different. Yeah, no, they, have, they, have a regu- they have a regular here. segment called called Crap on Dan, where they just, uh, they just talk about how much they don't like Dan or what Dan did, yeah. Dan on Dan? The very, I mean, like, yeah. you know, regionally- That damn Dan. The, those E and I sounds, to me, don't have much uh, difference, if any. And uh, I was uh, enraged at their- Professed bafflement that anyone could possibly think that those words. Uh, I hope you wrote in, but actually, uh, did you hear the new Professed Bafflement album? <laughs> that that's a yeah. crazy album. I mean, yeah. it's like so jazzy. Yeah, yeah, and, it's not uh, like the usual stuff. Uh, yeah. No, I love it. Yeah, uh, but so Dan, did you write in to judge? Uh, no, but I think that there should be less homophone policing going on, just like most policing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. You're right. We often send the police to deal with homophone issues that could be dealt with by by in better ways. Mental health, pro- yeah. Yeah. health professionals, medical professionals, or just local <sighs> just local storekeepers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or respect uh, respected. Or like local a, like figures. a cuffs situation. <laughs> cuffs. Yeah. <laughs> now, if Christian was, Slater, you know, wanted to do sort of a Beverly no, Hills cop. You know what? Uh, I'm just going to say right here. I don't think there are situations that Christian Slater is going to handle better than the police. <laughs> I know that's that's it's a. It, I don't think the police handle all those situations correctly. I don't think Christian Slater is going to do a better uh, job. Jack Nicholson impressions. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> all right, fair point. Fair point. Also, hard rain. Yeah, fair point. Mm-hmm. Okay. If there's a hard rain situation. <laughs> you don't want to send the police to deal with hard rain. Just send Christian Slater. You yeah. did pretty well with that broken arrow uh, thing that happened. Too. That was a movie, Dan. That wasn't <laughs> a real do you thing. Think do you think if Austin Butler got cast in the Jack Nicholson biopic, Christian Slater would be really mad because Austin Butler would be so much better at doing Jack Nicholson than him? Yes, I do think. Okay, that. cool. That's the answer I needed. I this assume so, yeah. next letter. There's only one. There's only what? one. Up, then they'd have to get together for a jack off. See who's best. <laughs> a good old fashioned jack off. Mm-hmm. This is from Kenny. Last name withheld. Powers. Who <laughs> probably probably fictional character Kenny Powers is right. We get a lot of letters from fictional characters. Yeah. Uh, 
this letter goes, hello, Frop. It's all written in capitals. It's got to be Kenny Sorry. Powers. <laughs> I already misspoke. Hello, Flopperoonies. I'm a recent convert to the Flop House. I'm actually an I- Andy Rooney, not a Flopperoonie, but mm-hmm. thank you. Oh, well, thank you for starting to listen. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Our community outreach efforts have uh, finally <laughs> paid off. I had been subscribed. <laughs> well, this is interesting. This that ad bit. we bought during the Super Bowl finally netted us one listener. <laughs> Cost a lot, but I said it would work. <laughs> I do like this next bit. I, I had been subscribed for a long time, but had never listened to an episode. Oh, okay. Well, that <laughs> raises more you. questions than, than it answers. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You know, I. I to be there's fair, there's a I lot have- of stuff out there. And I have that too. Or I'll I'll hear about a, a podcast and I'll start subscribing to it and never get around to listening to it because I like the ones I listen to normally uh, so That's much. That's right. Yeah. And I have a lot of them at this point. So it's a high bar to to join the rotation. But um, yeah. this person finally uh Have you, listened, Dan, out, have you heard the new album from High Bar to Join the Rotation? Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, <clears throat> like I never listened to an episode. <laughs> that all changed when I just could not get enough Black Adam discourse. The day I started listening was also the same day I went to see a repertory screening of Hard Target in Brooklyn. Still listening to the podcast, I took out my earbuds as I was riding the escalator and thought I was going crazy because I could still hear Dan talking. Now that I follow him on Letterboxd, however, I know I'm not crazy because he had Hard Target logged that day as well. (laughs) That right. That's right. Seeing if a podcast host saw a movie the same night as me proves that I'm not crazy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They also write, as I listened to more episodes, I quickly realized that as a resident of Sunset Park, I'd been to many several times. Oh, that's pretty cool. Anyway, I just needed to get these thoughts out of my head, and I simply could not subject my wife to listening to me talk about another podcast. So I thought I'd just send an email and say, thank you for making a show I like a lot. Kenny Lasting withheld. I feel, like if you, I feel like if you go to the movies in Brooklyn or Manhattan, there's like a 50% chance you're going to run into Dan or like Griffin Newman or something. Yeah. yeah. We are human beings who exist in uh, meat space as well. And as go in, to a lot of movies. And go to a lot of movies. And go to a lot of movies. There's a lot of New Yorkers who exist in meat space as human beings who you will not run into in a, at a movie theater. It's the, similar to how I used to see Wallace Shawn in the audience of plays because he's a mm. guy who goes to see a lot of plays, not just that uh-huh. everyone in New York goes to plays all the time and you will eventually see them, you know? Yeah, you're like, yeah, you know, normal New York experience seeing Wallace Shawn everywhere and people are like, I don't have that experience <laughs> at all. Like, that's not, I was like, oh, I, ran, I, bu- I saw Wallace Shawn again the other day and they're like, who? And I was like, you <laughs> yeah. know, from, from The Princess Bride and Clueless and they're like, not familiar. And I go, the author of Aunt Dan and Lemon? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, you're familiar with his plays but you didn't remember his name? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think I've told the story of this before that uh, one time I was in, uh, often it would be, I would be with my grandmother when we would be in the audience of a play and Wallace Shawn would also be in the audience. There was one time it was a very small theater and during the intermission she's very loudly saying, who's that man over there? What's his name? He's an actor. And I was like, Wallace Shawn. Yeah, I can't hear you. Say it louder. What was his name? His father edited The New Yorker. What's his name? His name's Wallace Shawn. What? I can't hear you. Say it louder. And Wallace Shawn is, I think, two rows away. And, the, and <laughs> could have easily stood up at any point and said, my name is Wallace Shawn, but decided to ignore my grandmother. Yeah, I mean, I was seated two tables down from Ethan Hawke at a restaurant this before a show the other day. This <laughs> wasn't Ethan, an invitation. Ethan Hudson Hawke himself. Yep, and I, I had a similar situation where I was like, oh, wow, that's Ethan Hawke over there. And Charlene's like, what? And I'm like, I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Reality what? <laughs> Gattaca? First Rahu? <laughs> <laughs> 
training what? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the part of the show where we recommend movies that we saw and enjoyed mm-hmm. and uh, maybe would be a better use of your time than the Super Mario Brothers movie. If that's hey, even because- possible. Because, uh, as Elliot mentioned, we were both in the UK, not together. Although, like, <laughs> I was almost I was arriving in Edinburgh just as Elliot was leaving, which almost feels insulting. But uh, uh, Elliot, I planned Elliot, my trip like months ago. But yeah. Elliot, Dan, and our producer were all in dated. England at the same time, and, and I'm like, "Why did? Are you guys doing a fucking show without me?" <laughs> <laughs> and you see, yeah, you see, uh, you, you you stumble the next day on the website that just says Flophouse sells out Royal Albert Hall, biggest show like, in British history. But I'm the most flexible. Uh, <laughs> I have nothing I almost, in my life. I, this is how unflexible I am, is that our producer Alex and I tried to find a time to meet up. And even when we were in the same city in a foreign country, we could not find a moment to, to where I was free enough to go meet him. But uh, mm-hmm. but this was the, this was the first this was the first genuine inv- uh, sorry vacation that uh, we kind of went on since COVID. And uh, it was in honor of my parents' 60th wedding anniversary, which is not important to the story, but I want wow. to Dan wish them Dan doesn't consider the trip 60th. we did uh Puerto Rico to be a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a weekend thing. It was not, I mean, it was. It was a weekend thing. That's how I describe it. Anyway. Uh, okay, the second time. Yes, thank you. Perfect. But You got with, him. No more Pinocchios. <laughs> Pinocchio rescinded. The return of the summer vacation rec- comes the return of the plane movies, guys. I'm oh, going to recommend a movie. Yep. I watched on a plane. Yeah, now, Dan, did you shit. watch? Did you watch Eighty for Brady, the movie that nearly everyone on both flights I took was watching? Wow! No, that's, I didn't. That's and like everybody was laughing so hard, the plane almost fell out of the sky. Yeah, we almost crashed because the pilot was laughing so hard because he was watching it too. It was yeah. in the Stuart recommends section of the <laughs> movies. Everyone was watching either Eighty for Brady or A Man Called Otto, and I'm like, I guess movie stars are what pull people in. That's what it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I watched a movie very similar, of course, to 80 for Brady called uh, Women Talking, the uh, screenplay <laughs> Oscar Everyone's, winner. Everyone starts as a woman talking and becomes an 80 for Brady. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sarah um, Polly, right? Sarah Polly, written Sarah and directed. Polly, yep. um, someone I've uh, admired very much both as an actress and a filmmaker. This one's uh, great. Um, it's it's a movie that is, the subject matter is very tragic. You know, is it is it an Ammonite community? They're like these Mennonite, women. Ammonites are Ammonites are fossils uh, are, oh, are, okay. are, are shell extinct shellfish, but Mennonites are. Uh, it is a sort of sort of Mennonite is it, Amish. Is it ex, yeah. is it extinct shellfish or is it a <laughs> community of people? So there's a there's a community of. Uh, so that's the thing is the women are all playing extinct shellfish. <laughs> this is less. This is. Uh, less respect than the subject of this movie should get. I mean, were you, thinking all, about, were you thinking about the movie Ammonite, which is about women, but is but, it, but they're fossil possibly, hunters? Possibly, possibly. Anyway, it's about women in a restrictive religious community who have discovered that the men have been drugging and raping them, which uh, uh, lends a terrible tone to all of the uh, hijinks of the last uh, few minutes. But well, I'm glad I'm glad we made fun of your basic mispronunciation before we had revealed that to the mm, audience. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm glad that uh, on um, this comedy podcast, <laughs> I made a joke. It's a, <laughs> but it's anyway. about the women in the community, you know, as the men have gone to bail these uh, these monsters out, they're, they're uh, deciding what they should do, um, whether they should stay, whether they should leave, whether they should fight, what... 
what they should do about it. And it is um, it is what it says it is uh, women talking and debating this, and it could be, you know, a very dry uh, movie with sort of the broad outlines uh-huh. of just like uh, it's about a meeting <laughs> essentially, but um, like the Phantom Menace. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, it is. It is both more. It is both. It is both more exciting than the Phantom Menace, and more suspenseful and more interesting. All three of those yeah. things. I said both, and I said more than two things. But yeah, yeah. but it is, a, it is. It is very compelling. The it is full of a lot of rage and sadness, but also kindness and uh, hope. And it's you know it's a movie that is you know very sort of complex in its worldview. Like these women have been held down by the the strictures of power in their community, but they also find a lot of strength from their religious faith um, going forward. And uh, it's just a bunch of tremendous actors, you know, in a room uh, acting, uh, you know, Tremendously. Oh, oh well. Yeah, yeah give me some names. Who's who's in this thing? Um, jeez. Uh, uh, why can't I remember their names? Have you heard uh, of Rooney Francis? Mara Mc, have you heard of Francis McDormand? Perhaps she's Hollywood heavyweight. So briefly in it, though. It's yeah, like, she's not in it very much. It's it's almost baffling. It's uh, I can't remember the woman. Have you who heard was of in... Ben Wishaw, who's not a woman but is in the movie quite a bit? Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard of him. Uh, who's the woman in um? I'm thinking of ending things. She uh, is Jesse Buckley. She's really Jesse good in it. Buckley. She's in it. Yeah. Oh, She's from one of your favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Claire Foy. Um, a lot of lot of great performers. Judith Ivy. Uh, but yeah, uh, unsurprisingly, it's uh, very good. That sounds good. Yeah, I put that off. I think that was one of the only uh, best picture. It was a best picture nominee, right? Yes, it was. That was one of the one of the few that I put off. But maybe that's one that maybe that's I'll one mean, give it a give it a watch. It's very easy to think it's a, a movie that's just going to be upsetting only, and mm-hmm. maybe you're not in the mood for that. But uh, it you know it hits a lot more tones that and is you know just it's it's kind of transforming in certain ways. Cool. Okay. Hey guys, I am going to break the rules of our podcast. I'm not going to recommend a movie at all. What? <laughs> I know. Get out. Uh, Get the nope. fuck out of here. Nope. Nope. I'm one third owner. <laughs> I can do what I want. <laughs> you think you know wow. someone and then mm-hmm. and then uh-huh. they betray you like this. Yes, you stabbed in the back. Because is it me? Of, Did I do something? Dan, it is, is it my you. fault? Yes. No, it's you. It's your fault. You oh, wow. made this happen. Um, I am not going to recommend a movie. I'm going to recommend a TV program. I'm going to recommend a show that uh, was on, I think, HBO uh, about a year or so ago. It is the uh, Luca Guadagino series, We Are Who We Are, or wait, We Are What We Are. God damn it. I can't remember what the name is. Give me a second. I'm pulling it. I don't remember anything. It's not RRR. We are... We are who we are. Yep. We are Marshall. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> bum, it is. Bum, bum, bum. We are Marshall. So I, uh, I've mentioned this on the show before, but I'm a huge uh, fan of Luca Guadagino's film work. Uh, he manages to make these movies that are very romantic and also uh, all very like tactile and lush and beautiful. And this show kind of continues that. It's about a group of teenagers who live on an American military base in Italy in 2016. 
Uh, so you have a little bit of the backdrop of the 2016 election and the base, you know, the world events at that time. Um, and it's impressive in that, like, as the show begins and you're introduced to these characters in this world, uh, you, I mean, at least for me, I did not like some of the characters at all. And as the show continues, you, like, you get to know these, uh, the characters and their, you know, various, uh, at their high points, at their worst points. And, uh, I don't know if like, it felt very beautiful to me and very real, um, and, uh, as the show wrapped up, I, uh, you know, I, I miss them now. So despite, you know, their, their flaws, uh, I, I found it to be a very moving show. Uh, you might not, you might not have the patience or interest in it, but, uh, we are who we are. I thought it was a lot of fun and I didn't really hear anybody talking about it. Uh, but if that kind of thing interests you, check it out. And I am going to change gears and follow the rules for once like a good little boy and recommend a movie because uh, mm. mo- this is a movie podcast. I don't think it's called The Flop Tube, although sometimes <laughs> it is called Two Boy Talking Tube to Two Dudes Tonight All Right. Uh, or, or Today Yes Way. Today Yes Way. Uh, this is going to be a kind of a different thing for me, guys. I'm going to recommend a Czech New Wave movie. Have I done that oh. before? So mm. I No, finally- what's, a, what's a Czech New Wave so that's a good point. Uh, have you guys heard the new Czech New Wave album? Uh, so uh, the film movement from the ni- mid-1960s to, to the uh, – it had kind of petered out by the late 1960s because the government was uh, cracking down on free expression in uh, Czechoslovakia. But uh, Czech filmmakers, they did some amazing work in the 60s. And this is a movie that I've been wanting to see for a while, and I finally found it on YouTube with a mostly pretty good English du- subtitling. Uh, and it's written and directed by Yuri Menzel, who made my favorite Czech movie – Closely Watched Trains. This movie is called Larks on a String. Uh, And it stars, among other people, the same lead from uh, Closely Watched Trains, although he's part of an ensemble here. This is a movie that was made in 1969, but it was banned by the Czech government and not released officially until 1990. And it's the story of the relationships and eccentricities of a small group of men and women who are being forced to work at a junkyard as part of their re-education by the communist government. And that makes it sound very dour, but it's actually a really light, fun movie for most of the runtime. It's a very funny kind of warm movie, uh, and it's all about the need for human connection and how um, even when you're under an oppressive government, people still feel the need to flirt, to fall in love, and to make friends and so forth, uh, and kind of shows how that oppressiveness, that oppression makes that harder, but it doesn't go away. And there's this really wonderful scene in it where the characters trick the guy guarding them into leaving his post so that they can all kind of crowd around a barrel fire together on a cold day and the sheer pleasure that they get from just standing close to each other and kind of having their hands close to each other is just really beautiful. It's a really, I found it would be a really moving scene. So it's a really warm, sweet movie. It's very delightful at times, uh, but it still manages by the very end to leave a very bleak, uncomfortable taste in your mouth. Uh, and for most of the movie, I was like, why did they ban this? But then in the end, I was like, I understand why they banned this. Like I get it, the, the cumulative effect of it. I will warn you, there's one scene uh, that I found off-putting where two characters I think are being presented as creepy perverts and I think the movie is not finding it funny, but I am not totally sure. So that one scene I did not – I was a little too far for me. But uh, otherwise I found it to be – aside from that one scene, I found it to just be like just a really kind of beautiful, very sweet movie that uh, still managed to have this kind of um, – is uh you know you're a cookie full of arsenic uh like it like they say in sweet smell of success uh and i can see why they banned it and i'm glad that it eventually came out because it's really good it's called larks on a string 
Okay, three movies recommended. Um, yeah. Two movies and one abomination. Um, hey, guys. It's just a television show. It's I'm just making, making I'm just joking. It's TV show. Uh, abomination doesn't have its own show yet anyway. Not, no, he's only appeared in a couple of Marvel movies. Yeah, sure. And yeah. shows. Yeah, and yeah. shows. That's true, yeah. We've uh, we've come to the end of another episode, and you know what? The next one is going to be our four hundredth. What four hundred episodes? Yeah, we. Uh, I think we should do a big movie like the Super Mario Brothers movie for that. You know what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we are doing a big movie, but in a different way. We're doing mm. one of the classics of the bad cinema canon. Uh, yes, something that we have avoided in the past because maybe we felt like, oh, is there any more meat on that bone? But you know what? We're going to go. Suck on that bone. <laughs> yeah, we're just yeah, going to gnaw that bone. Going crack, to bone town. Yeah, crack it open, uh, suck the marrow out. Just, yeah. I think we can say we're going yeah. to we're gonna talk about Troll 2. Troll, Troll 2, 2, the best, worst oh, no, Troll movie, two. right? Yeah, yeah. Troll 2, not Trolls 2. Troll 2. Uh, Troll but there's 2. more than one troll in it, but it's just Troll 2. I got mixed yeah, up. Yeah, it's just Troll 2. It's not Trolls World Tour. World Tour. <laughs> we're watching. <laughs> I can't believe they left. Singular they, Troll. They could have just called it Trolls World Tour. Like no. T W O R, but it wasn't it was the, the second they one. They could have, but they, but they I, didn't. yeah, they God didn't. Tr- I will say, Trolls World Tour is the movie that introduced my son to the song Barracuda. So I'll, I'll give it that. Although he now refers uh-huh. to that song as the song from Trolls World Tour, which I, uh-huh. offends me. It's not from Trolls World Tour. I mean, it's in it, but it's not from the anyway. Troll Two. That's the movie we're going to be talking about. Yeah, the um, the, the uh, often called the best worst movie. Is it really? Find out. When the Flop yeah. Boys take it on for our 400th episode, regular episode spectacular. Wow, that's uh, what sixteen years of doing the podcast. Ugh, yeah, boy, what? Yeah, don't remind me. Yeah, mm. crazy. What a life. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never seen I've never seen the life flash before the eyes of a living person before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so much of it was. Uh, <laughs> Russell Crowe and Paul Bettany, <laughs> two fine <laughs> actors. They should get better agents. Uh, um, anyway, uh, yeah, this has been great. Uh, if you like the show, please tell your friends. If you don't uh-huh. like the show, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> if you love the Super Mario Brothers movie and you're like super mad that we didn't like it that much. Super Mario Brothers, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what? Our opinion don't mean shit to you. Don't worry yeah, about it. It's us. fine. Like it. That's that's cool too. Uh, thanks for listening, though, uh, and thank you to Maximum Fun. If you like this podcast, there are other great uh, podcasts over at MaximumFun.org. That is our podcasting network. If you like the sound of the show, that is all thanks to our producer, Alex Smith. You can find him on various socials under the name Howell Doughty, H-O-W-E-L-L-D-A-W-D-Y. You did it. You did it. Good job. Alex, now can pick you use it easier a, to use, spell moniker next time? Can no. you use it in a sentence now? Uh, go watch the Twitch stream that Howell Dottie does. I'll allow it. It's technically okay. a sentence. Um. Anyway, thanks all of you for listening for the Flophouse. I've been Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington, and I'm Super Elliot Kalen because I ate a mushroom and it made me bigger. It's a him. Oh. Okay. Bye. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> On this episode, we discuss the Super Mario Brothers movie. 
It's a me movie. <laughs> Let's do that one over again. No, do the same thing. Good, but because I almost started laughing through like right in the title. So hold on. Yeah, I think that's. I don't think that gets any more perfect. But if you want to do it again, you can. Let's just try it, and Alex can decide. He can be the comedy judge. On this episode, we discuss the Super Mario Brothers movie. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.